Beware. Beware! You are about to experience terror like no podcast has known before. It is too shocking for a single show, so we've spread it out between four episodes through the month of October. You've survived part one. Now, prepare yourself for the second installment of... The Chris and John Wayne Halloween Special. Welcome to Vital Social Issues and Stuff with Chris and John Wayne. I'm John Wayne, very spooky. With me, as always, is Christopher Triana. Christopher! Fantastic. If you weren't watching the video, you missed out. Mm-hmm. You did. So go and watch the opening of the video on YouTube. Thank you. We had our silver chamois masks on. Sham wow, some people would say. Oh, see, now they don't need to now they don't need to go. You ruined the surprise. I didn't tell them what it was. I said sham wow. I didn't say exactly what was happening. You said sham wow? Mm-hmm. Okay. Because that's I a good towel. I said silver sham wow. Yeah, no one's gonna be able to figure that out. Uh so uh yeah. Uh off to a great start, as usual. Right, right just a, right off the bat, we're just right hitting it like on all fucking uh, cylinders. But you know what? Doesn't matter, dude, because it's Halloween time, and that's when all things go to bed. As far as you know, any beefs, we put our beefs aside. We put our our, our hatred into our work. Where's and, the beef? That's what I always say. You know, where is that beef? Actually, you know, because I don't want it. It's not in our beef. years. And where and while we're at it, where where are those beef curtains too? I would like to know. Oh, oh. went blue already. Went oh. blue. Um, yeah. so uh, yeah, dude, it's October. Uh, some of the leaves are um, well, it's actually September, but they don't need to know that. Um, it's October. The leaves are starting to change here. Uh, for real, even though it's September, the leaves are starting to change. Uh, it was very very cold. The past couple of days, it got down into the 30s at night. I woke up freezing, uh, but, but now we're having this like Indian summer, so it's like you know, like 77 degrees right now. And, and I'm pissed, god damn it, but now, it's okay, it, it's okay, it's gonna cool down again. Now, is the, is the correct nomenclature a Native American summer now, or what, what do we change? Do we are we I, I still in you don't know? Okay, can I get a pass on that at least? Well, we'll look hey, it up. Jesus. We'll look it. You get a pass, you get a pass. The other I think wait, uh, you, you know are what? part Cherokee. Right, you do have a quarter, cha- uh, quarter, third. Oh, well, cha- doesn't every white person? <laughs> oh, <laughs> zing! A, it's just that bullshit thing that people yeah. say. No, I am not Cherokee, as far no, as I know. Um, I thought that's what your twenty-three and me said. I'm sorry. No, no, no. I'm Hopi, but uh, no, <laughs> no. I'm, I'm not any Native American. I'm Hufflepuff. Are you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. Uh. Yeah, I, I hope I get a pass on saying Indian summer. Um, but uh, I remember, I, you know, on the last show, you t- 
told me that I couldn't say chintzy, and that turns out to be wrong uh, because chintz was a was a substitute uh, fabric for silk, which is you know, and which was known to fall apart, and so it just means crappy because it was crappy material. That's where it's derived from. It may sound like it could be a slur against the Chinese, but it is not. Well, we'll have to take all of this out as well. Okay. So <laughs> well, you could you just take every, just take everything out. Uh, this whole episode has been taken out. So, Can, should uh, we just start over? <laughs> no, um, dude. So yeah, I'm I'm excited for it to get cooler. As you know, I am in Houston, Texas, dirty third, third coast. Shouts out. And it has been especially warm always. But but these last few days, it is starting to cool off. Like in the morning, it's been all rainy. We just got hit with a tropical, another tropical storm uh, of some kind. And so that brought some cool weather with it. And I am, as you know, going to be sure traveling. Here. I'm going to drive up to PA here in a, in a little while to drive my masa back home. And more. we'll talk to more about that later. But mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to breaking out all my jackets and all my winter looks. And uh, you'll, uh, you'll you'll see them in sleeves, folks. No, I won't wear. No, no, the sleeves on my jackets, but not on my shirts. Don't oh, worry. No, it's the same thing. You'll Is have it? sleeves on. You'll have sleeves uh, on. That's what I'm saying. Uh, Quit trying to embarrass me, God. I'm, I'm not. I'm just you know, I just I don't I don't mean to get and I don't mean to get nitty you know nit, nitty picky about this, but you know I still will not be wearing sleeves on my shirts. But. You know, it just if if it, if a jacket doesn't have sleeves, it, it's just a vest. That's not even a jacket; it's a vest. You said you were going to wear a jacket. You know? I said but I'm going to wear jackets. I know everyone cares so much about your whether or not you wear sleeves to shirts, but yeah. I think maybe we can uh, move past that. Um, just to uh, agree to Chris to dis- to Chris agree. Agree, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. See well, how you've worked your subtle like uh, shirt on me. I'm gonna be, yeah. That's a shirt. Chris agree to Chris agree. Yeah. <laughs> which I'll, on the back it says, "I'm always right." I'm always <laughs> right. Yep, that's exactly what I was. Somebody better write that down because we will forget it. We absolutely uh, will. Maybe I'll write, it. I'll write it on the board in a second. Um, so. No, people do want to hear this. And yes, yes, everyone, just before we get, you know, I'll let you know, I will be uh, reprising my uh, Marty McFly look. And uh, I do want uh, to take a picture of myself in that in that vest. And I I want only you to comment. What did you jump ship or something? The entire thing down underneath it. So that's coming. I'm excited. I know you're I, excited. I, I can tell by the sigh how excited you are about this. I, I'm sorry, I wasn't listening. I really wasn't either. <laughs> That's the thing. That's the thing about this, you know? But at least it's yeah. Halloween. It's Halloween time, and that's why that's that's why we're both excited. We both love Halloween. If you listened to the last show, we talked all about how uh, much Halloween means to us, and we talked about our childhood memories of Halloween, how we first got into monsters uh, and things like that. Uh, and so we're going to continue that. Uh, this is uh, Halloween 2, uh, and where we're going to discuss uh, like our teen years and our uh, young adulthood, or early 20s, and like how uh, we, we got even further into, into the satanic rabbit hole. And much like Halloween 2, the film, the film, we will be picking up right where we left off. Yes, exactly where be, we left off. And it won't be quite as good as the first one. <laughs> no, but but it'll it'll be 
Wait, we get to part three. <laughs> Boy, howdy. Oh, well, you know. I'm going to call from that side. I'm going to be in. Uh, yeah, I see that. Oh, I see what you're holding I, up. I don't no, know but, you'll see, but you'll see there's a bookmark in it. Oh, you I, have a passage marked. I'm, I'm reading. No, I'm, I'm reading it now. And I'm picking oh, out. Okay. I'm picking things out uh, for the next show. I did think I would give maybe a little teaser of this later. Just a little bit because. There's there's some stuff in it that really made me laugh, but uh, maybe we'll get to that in a little bit. Uh, <clears throat> so, uh, what's what's new in the world of John Wayne? How's your life? Uh, it's good, man. You know, just um, been staying busy with a lot of these podcasts. As you guys uh, know, I do this one. I also do John Wayne Lie to You, which comes out every Monday. It's just me and the awesome dude for life, Boner Bonus Podcast, which is on my Patreon. Uh, patreon.com slash John Wayne is dead. So I've been doing a lot of that. I've been revising a lot of things. And then since I just finished the, I finished all of those, like that three part series thing. Uh, and I finished all of those large things. So I've just been writing a lot of short stories lately. And I just got one accepted too, like in a your UK publication. So more on that when it comes out. Fantastic. Thank you. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm just, I've just kind of, going through like the darkmarkets.com and that kind of shit just looking sure. for calls to just like okay i'll write to that prompt yeah, and just absolutely. seeing what get your name uh, out there make some money sure yeah yeah it's a good thing uh, i sold yeah. one recently i i sold one to an anthology coming from evil cookie which is run by cape trap jones it's called uh bludgeoning tools mm-hmm. the title may change i'm not sure i think he said something about that but uh yeah it's got a good lineup um it's got um brian keen rath james white christine morgan and others, uh, including myself. And I, the rest. I have a story in there called Hammer Time. Hell yeah. I also have a story in the um, in his uh, anthology called Brutality that's coming out very soon because I actually just yes. got the PDF for it. And yes. it's all like uh, alcohol-related uh, extreme horror stories. So, uh, yeah. So it, I got a story still, in there. That's kind of perfect. Like, those two themes really fit us. Like, you're really into uh, the booze, and I'm really into crushing skulls with hammers. Yeah, you know what? It's a little left of center because I would say I'm more into weed than booze, but I'll, I definitely will take booze. And it does open up in a bowling alley, so you know how I feel about that. Uh, so uh, mine starts with an escort, and you know how I feel about that. Is it being picked up in front of a bowling alley? Mm, it doesn't say. It could have been anywhere. Uh, escorts mean, aren't escorts aren't picked up outside places. They come that's to true. you. They come to you. Them. you They're classy. Them. Don't that's treat them like lot lizards. Don't treat them like the little skanks that you like to bring home. Well, these, fam- these women know, are these women are expensive. They're classy. They use perfume. As you know, uh, <laughs> it is canon in the show that I um, I was a lot lizard for mm-hmm. a little while. I was I was, on, I was on the road and I made money by stopping at certain uh, shit truck stops and just lot li- lot lizing. We call it. We call it lizing. Um, if you're in the street, that's industry, the lot lizard industry. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I'm no stranger to that. And I understand, you know, escorts, <clears throat> you pay that extra because they come and then they, you, they knock on the door and you open it and they say, hi, I'm April. And then you say, and I go, no, you're not. You're not five foot ten, and no, no, I, I, I name them. I, I you're like, Christine. you're not April. Shut up. Yeah. You're, okay. I'm Chris. You're Christy. <laughs> that's how it works. Now wear my clothes. It's a really, it's, you know, human sexuality is a bizarre thing. Don't judge. No, um, I'm not judging. Okay, good. Uh, yeah, okay, so yeah, back to what we were saying, what projects we're working on. I'm working on a new horror novel, a conventional horror novel, not an extreme one. Uh, 
and I have no title for it. I was telling you this the other day, uh, but I have about 45,000 words, so got to be going somewhere, I hope. I hope so, too. Mm-hmm. What's the we'll most? See. What's the most you've uh, words that you've actually written into a, 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 pro, a project that you've just said, you know what, fuck this and completely trashed it or just well, that's started my, That's my upcoming Western, uh, uh, the, 13, the 13th Coyote. It's part of the horror Western series we've talked about before on the show. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is like 130,000 words. No, 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 no. I'm, I, I mean, what is the longest you've written on something uh, that you've, gotten to where you've just abandoned it said like you know what this is i'm uh, this isn't oh, the right way you know uh, what i'm saying like, how many words have you gotten into something that you've been like uh oh, how far know. you know what i mean i don't know i think the longest might have been twenty thousand words or something but mm, I, I didn't was, totally abandon it i was like i was like i still like this story but i'm just not feeling it right now i want to write something different um so i i kind of just put it on hold i guess you would say but there are things that i was just like this is garbage. And then I go back and look at it later thinking, oh, maybe, maybe it could be salvaged. And I'm like, nope, it's garbage. You know, so. Yeah, I want to say that um, that's probably about mine. Like 25,000-ish mm. words is when I've been like, you know what? I don't, I, you, you get like either I've, got, I've gotten another idea because I've left them too. Like I'm like, they're still there and maybe I can go back and do something else with it. But, uh, and, and I, I didn't feel that bad about it. I didn't feel yeah. like I like lost time or wasted time. I was just like, well. Uh, that's just not, you know, whatever you're yeah. still working, you know, it's so, oh, so sure. Hard. No, no. It's, I mean, it's, even if you're just shoveling shit, you're working and you're, you're staying in practice and you're, and you're making that effort. It's better than just sitting there and being like, oh, I don't know. I can't think of anything. Just, just write, just, just, just go. And if it's terrible, yeah. fine. At least you're, you're still in the practice. Yeah. And I've never, it, I didn't like abandon anything to do nothing. Like I've always, like I, when I stopped that, it was because I wanted to start something that I had like another right. idea for that was like right. burning hotter. You know, I read uh, uh, Robert McCann- McCannon's They Thirst. I think we talked about that during our Vampires Werewolves yeah. episode because that's so. a, that's his, a vampire novel of his. And uh, the afterward, he talks about writing that book, and he said he got about two hundred and twenty pages into this vampire novel of his and scrapped it all and started yeah. over because he was like, I just this isn't working you know right, so because sure, sure. he talked about how it almost wasn't even a book because of that yeah, so yeah so anyway i don't know i, I like to talk I, about i mean you got you got to be you got to be honest with your with yourself when you're writing something and and if you know if, if it doesn't feel right if it's not working you either gotta you know do go backward and do some serious cut and paste and and, and reworking things rewriting scenes or you like he did if it's too complicated just start over you know yeah. um but yeah, I, I do have a couple of projects that I walked away from because I just realized it was crap. Um, but there are like the one that was really long, like I was talking about, um, like that one I still think has merit, but I just wasn't feeling it at the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then I ended up right. Actually, I ended up writing something after that that had similar themes to it um, yeah. that kind of tackled some of what I wanted to do with the the first project. So I don't know. So maybe I did rewrite it without realizing it. But uh, yeah, these things happen. These things happen. This is how the process works. Any other writers out there? We're not the get ends all be all here. You and I, we're just talking about what works for us. Yeah, talking about Shaft. I am. I can I've been it. talking about Shaft. I'm sick of <laughs> playing just a tip with you, man. Let's get some Shaft going here. I meant John Shaft, but all right. Shut your mouth.
Thank you. So yeah, I was trying, <laughs> you know, I was trying to get that going with you, but you just kind of missed it. So anyway, uh, moving right along, uh, I think maybe we, it's time that we get into uh, our first uh, segment that okay. everybody loves. Uh, it's a little segment that we like to call Book of the Week. Book. 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 Book of the week. I'm excited about this book of the week. Are you excited? I'm always excited about the books of the week, dude. Oh, man. Because I like to read a lot of books. Books and books and books. This is a new book from horror slash comedy legend uh, Jeff Strand, uh, a very popular, much beloved cult author. Uh, Mm -hmm. And this guy is a machine. He pumps out books. Like he must put out, you know, six to ten books a year. I mean, it's crazy the amount of books he puts out. Uh, well, if you, if you see, if you look him up, he does say he. There's a GIF of him turning his hat around, saying it's like a switch, it's like, like a, a switch, baby. It's like a, a switch, machine, like a truck. Yeah, and I mean, right. He writes I, like a truck. I write a lot. Um, I'm actually known for that too. Um, but but he writes a hell of a lot, and I respect that. Uh, and he's dedicated to it, and his fans eat it up. Uh, so uh, let's all aspire to be more like Jeff Strand. That's what I always say. Uh, so anyway, he has a brand new book. Uh, by the time you guys will hear this, it'll been out for a couple of weeks, but it's still a perfect time of year. Just listen to the title. It's called Autumn Bleeds into Winter. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this is kind of a coming-of-age horror story. Uh, these you know, are, are popular. Everyone's got their own little – I think every writer has their own little twist on this. Uh, and I'm definitely interested in his because I think it's going to, as always, he always puts his own little spin on anything that he tackles. Uh, so here's a description of the book. 1979, somebody has been abducting children in Fairbanks, Alaska. One of the victims was 14-year-old Curtis Black's best friend, Todd. Curtis saw it happen. He knows exactly who did it but he can't prove that it was his neighbor, Gerald Martin. The authorities find no evidence of the crime. There's nothing they can do. So he's going to confront Mr. Martin himself. And this is just the beginning of the terrifying story. From the author of Pressure and My Pretties comes a nerve-wracking coming-of-age thriller. So this is only, at the point that I'm reading this, like this has only been out for like 10 days. It already has 26 reviews on Amazon and a five-star rating. So, highly recommend this one. Autumn Bleeds into Winter by Mr. Jeff Strand. Do you, uh, do you know Jeff very well? Um, no, I, I, I know him. Yeah, like, we've, we've been at a few cons together, and he's a, a fun guy. We've gone out to dinner. Uh, you know, it's, uh, he's a good dude. Yeah, I, I've gotten to know him uh, uh, just because we've been, we've been paired up in a couple readings at conventions. And uh, he's an awesome dude for sure. And he always like when I first started going to conventions, he did come by like I was with David Barbie and Mike Lombardo um, sharing a table at my first real, you know, vending con three yeah. years ago. And he came over. He was there. And that was like when I first actually met him and got to got to know him. And then we started doing readings together. And it's just like we always bumped into each other. He was here in Houston. I think I talked about it briefly um, <clears throat> before the uh, shortly before this whole Corona thing happened where he actually did a presentation at the Alamo Draft House movie theater um, oh. here in Houston. Yeah, where, yeah, yeah. yeah, it was or, pretty or, cool, or he did. I, was, I remember. I remember. I, 
I, I think I might have told you a little bit, but it was pretty cool. He was here because like a school actually brought him out like to to talk about because he writes right. uh he writes YA fiction as well. He does. He writes he writes a bunch of he's not he's not it's just not just the horror comedy stuff that we right. know. He's got like Chris said he you know Jeff Strand is putting shit out and and uh and all quality. So they the school like flew him out, paid all his shit, and so while he was here. There was like a book club here in Houston that was reading one of his books. And so they all came to actually meet. Like, I thought that was pretty cool. Like, yeah, like if you yeah. just happen to be in a book club and the author hits you up like, hey, uh, I'll be there on this night. How about, you know, and uh, it was a pretty cool little event. Uh, I did end up getting a little uh, wasted uh, with the Death's Head Press boys. No. And uh, I left. We, we actually left. They were watching the movies that he curated. We just we ended up having to leave. Maybe we were asked to leave. We'll never tell. Anyway, uh, Jeff is awesome. And he's also got a really cool story of how uh, he was, you know, on uh, presses for a long time. And then he made the switch to self-publishing his stuff when he kind of like built up his fan base and realized that. Now he's all self-published except for some of those YA things. Uh, that he does, but he that and that's how he makes makes it, dude. Yeah, like, he, and he and he <clears throat> writes full time. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So that's another thing. Like you know, you that's something to think about, you young, yeah. youngins out there. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I'm gonna be yelling at a cloud. Well, you're uh, making money. I will say he also has a, a very a, a very talented wife in Lindy. His wife. I wanted to. His wife. Her. She's done a, a couple of my uh, book covers now. She did gone to see the River Man. Uh, she also did the audio book cover for that and uh she's done the uh the artwork for my uh upcoming um uh, uh what's the word i'm looking for not remake but the uh the second publication of body art which is considered the director's cut as we're calling it um like a second because it has a whole lot of new things in it so she did a new all new cover for that have i seen have you did you post that cover yet the new body art cover yeah i did i think i saw it yeah okay cool mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I did. I also got to talk to her for quite a long time uh, at that event at Alamo Drafthouse, uh, bec- uh, because I did talk to her a lot about graphic design and art and stuff like that. Because I do a little bit of it, and uh, so cool. She's like very super nice, and she we had a great, awesome. a great time. Uh, so shouts out to Jeff Strand, and uh, you know, check out all of his work if you're at her, especially his new one. Yes. All right. So now that we've done book of the week, I think we can move on to our uh, other book related segment this is still a fairly new segment but people i think are liking it i hope they're liking it the court did you get the i was because i got the message from the automated uh service at like 2 37 in the morning last night Mm -hmm. from at the Corey hotline uh had melted i had to get up i had to go buy another phone a regular landline phone another another garfield phone yes that's what you like oh well (laughs) I have the one that's like, a hamburger. So. I like what I like, dude. I mean, <laughs> I, come I, on. Know. I have and, the one. I have the hamburger phone. I, I know you do. I, I know, but like these Garfield phones, they must be just high. They must melt easy because this. I mean, the Corey Hotline was. Well, you know what? Was it a Monday? Was it a Monday? That yeah. might have been why it melted. He hates Mondays. We can all relate to that. Oh man! <laughs> and I was just about to start eating some lasagna. Uh, like that, you know, but that's, that's what happened. Anyway, the Corey hotline is definitely we, we're hearing it loud and clear. This yes. is a, so 420, 425 the first minute, 49 cents each additional minute. So to save you money, <laughs> I hung up after the first minute and called back. Oh, yeah, rather than get charged extra. Thank you. Pumpkin. At least at least he's trying, folks. 
Um, so it's uh, we 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 do this back and forth with the ridiculous reads. You'll have one, and then I'll have one, mm. and uh, it's kind of fun to surprise each other. I uh, I think I, I'm going to surprise you with this one. I have not told you yet yeah. what I've got lined up. Uh, so I'm going to go ahead and set this up for everybody. This is a novelization by Nicholas Edwards. And it's from a movie that came out in 1996. And it's a movie I think we all needed at that time. And I think it's time to, to show it the proper respect that it deserves. Uh-huh. This is a little book called Kazam. Oh, Jesus fucking Christ, <laughs> dude. Oh Jesus Christ! <laughs> this is like, this is like where that has that weird like you know Mandela effect thing where it's like no yeah. he was in a movie called Shazam with no they uh, think oh well, yeah there is a story and I was Sinbad yeah. okay yeah bring it up tell it tell well, it you, no, you already it ruined it so I'm not gonna... all right you know what that's it folks you thank you you please give me a short version you interrupt me when I'm trying to tell a story and you go oh yeah I know that it was this and I'm like well you just blew it you blew it you always do that to me. You know, when you speak in absolutes like that, mm-hmm. it it really hurts me because I don't always do it. Well, I, I frequently do it. When you do ruin it. My, my segments, it hurts me. I'm sorry. I, I just, I'm, you know, I'm very uh, emotional. I get very don't excited. Don't you understand how important Kazam is to me? I understand. And, and to our listeners. Please. Continue. So Kazam is a, is a 1996 film that stars Shaquille O'Neal, basketball legend, as a genie. Who comes out of a boombox, according to the cover, uh, and uh, this and helps this kid? I um, I'm not sure because I've never seen the movie, uh, but I but I, I remember the poster and it's excellent. Uh, so I highly recommend you look at the poster. Um, so uh, yeah, that's basically what it's about. Uh, but uh, there is this thing called the Mandela effect, uh, which uh, John Wayne spoiled for for me, uh, and the Mandela effect is. Where a group, a large group of people believe something has happened that has not. And it's called the Mandela effect because there's a large group of people that think Nelson Mandela died in prison or that he at least died in like the, the early 1980s, which is not true. He died in uh, 2014, I believe it was. Uh, but so many people would be like, no, no, they believe otherwise. Uh, there, there's, you know, many, many of these things. And uh, it, it's, uh, there's a lot of conspiracy theories that, there, that there's actually a parallel dimension when these things happened, uh, which is probably true. Um, <laughs> like a Matrix things, thing? Huh? Like in the Matrix type thing when they have like a glitch in the Matrix where sure. things like fold up. Something like no. that. Yeah. Um, something like that. Uh, but one of them that, that people constantly say is that there's a movie called Shazam that stars comedian Sinbad. Mm-hmm. Uh, this movie does not exist, but there are so many people that insist that it was real. Clearly, they're getting it mixed up with Kazam starring Shaquille O'Neal. But you tell them that, and they're like, no, 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 no. It was, a, it was a real movie. And it's just like this fun phenomenon where people think certain things that aren't true uh, in large groups. So anyway, I'm going to be reading to... Do you uh, think that... Is that like a, a racist Mandela effect, do you think? Because it's just everything's like, racist, you know. Because they're like, no, no, not not Shaq. It was Sinbad, you know. Like when they're just conflating like the two people. No, I don't know. 
No, I think I think you just are hypersensitive and think everything's racist. You think Indian summer is racist. You think Chintzy is racist. I don't think these things, dude. I just I just like to comment. You are clitoris sensitive about race. Clitoris uh, sensitive. I like and, that. You know, I appreciate I appreciate that you are a crusader for all races, uh, but at the same time, you know, you 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 do a little more harm than good for the anti-racist movement. By being a hysterical little bitch. I do? <laughs> I do? <laughs> I was in a sketch group for two years. I wrote pussy in a sketch where I called Chris, the other Chris a pussy. And I had to hear it up and down till January. Mm. So don't mm. tell me well, that I I'm said, doing said, something wrong. You said that you're sensitive about, sensitive about race. When it comes to sex and gender, you, sir, are a pig. <laughs> <laughs> All you right, moving along. Me and you disgust all pro feminists everywhere. Um, not true. Uh, so I'm going to be doing a reading from Kazam. If John Wayne can resist interrupting me for five fucking minutes, I'm going to read from Kazam. Are you excited? If I could just interrupt you for one second, though, the cover <laughs> of that. <laughs> All right. So apparently, this kid's name is Max, uh, and like every kid who has something magical happen to him in a movie, he's bullied. Uh, and I'm going to read you a scene from early in the book, uh, Kazam. Max plunged through the second and first story floors in a waterfall of sawdust. Finally, he landed in the basement in a heap of old papers and filth. The garbage smelled horrible, but at least it had broken his fall. For a second, he was too stunned to move. Then he heard the gang's footsteps overhead. Why couldn't they just give up and leave him alone? Max burrowed deeper into the disgusting trash, and his head bumped into an oversized boombox. He must have hit the power button, because it accidentally flicked on. Lights began flashing on the boombox. To his complete surprise, smoke began to billow out of the worthless old duct-taped wreck. Kind of like a little somebody I know. Smoke billowing out of a worthless duct-taped wreck. Wow. Um, then, he, then he heard... Subtle. Then he heard a, a thumping sound, like 40 electric bass guitars playing at once. It was so loud that he knew the gang would find him any second. Max tried to turn off the boombox with frantic fingers. The machine's lights only glowed more brightly. The thumping became music. And there seemed to be some kind of screaming words in another language, too. Suddenly, Vasquez used both hands to rip Max out of the trash. <clears throat> Mac, uh, Valquez is the bully in this uh, scenario. Valquez. Valquez. Uh, okay. Talk about racist. Uh, Max fought to get free, but it didn't work. His scrambling foot hit the eject button and the on the boombox. The cassette window slowly yawned open and released a puff of dust into the air. You little jerk, Vasquez yelled at him. You think you got skills? <laughs> Max opened his mouth to answer, but nothing came out. The outraged gang surrounded him. They were all scowling and their fists were clenched. From within the trash heap, the ominous beat continued to swell. The unintelligible words were starting to take form, but they didn't make any sense is shala bismillia nur aladi in shala bismalia nur aladi the boombox seemed to be chanting 
Max did his best to smile at Vasquez and the rest of the gang. Uh, guys, he said, why don't we just pretend this never happened? The gang just moved closer to him. Then the entire mound of debris erupted into a cyclone of trash. Max and the gang were knocked to the floor by the force of the explosion. They all tried to duck as they were pelted by a blinding flurry of garbage. The spinning tornado quickly became a form. It seemed to be the shape of a man in an ancient robe. Then a spinning turban appeared at the top of the form. A single dented soda can twirled wildly until a size 22 sandal crushed it into an aluminum pancake. The musing was thumping more loudly. Max was amazed when he realized that it sounded just like rap. Who dare to wake me? A deep male voice shouted. Max and the gang stared up at the huge figure in horror. The man glared down at them, wearing a decrepit robe with a dirty, jeweled buckle. He was almost impossibly tall, imposingly powerful, and incredibly mad. He looked like some kind of insane genie. The man went on with his Arabic-flavored groove. Ain't gonna make this a mystery, he rapped. Don't want to do time on your wishes three. Just then, Vaquez went for his switchblade. With one lightning quick move, the man knocked it away. Watch it, boy. You don't want to diss me, he said, still rapping in his Baghdad beat. Or Mm -hmm. I'll diss you my misery. Alito stepped forward with his bicycle chain. The big man flicked the swinging chain away with one finger. And then he raised himself to his full, awesome height. They all, including Max, gasped and backed away. Now who's that sorry wannabe that disturbed my ZZZs? The genie-like man roared. Everyone in the gang pointed at Max. Then they fled up the stairs in a complete panic. The giant's eyes settled on the last person left in the basement. Max. He leaned closer to focus on this insect. Max turned away, praying for three seconds to escape. But then the man leaped in front of him and blocked the stairs. If you want to be number one, I'm sorry, boy, but that's been done, the man rapped. But if you got the itches for a sack of riches, don't matter how voracious, I'm the man to grant your wishes. Max tried to run away, but he bounced right off the big man like a pinball. He picked himself up and darted around the gigantic man. Hey, don't turn your back on me, the big guy said, and he slid over to block the exit. Then he raised his arms for the grand finale of his rap. I'm a man of the ages, straight out of the pages. Hang on, I'm contagious. He turned to one side and sneezed theatrically. Then he resumed his rap. I'm outrageous, spontaneous. You can't contain this. I am Kazam. And I'm going to close on that. And it goes on from there. (laughs) Shockingly, it goes on from there. Uh, A funny little thing about this is it too, like the Urkel book, has color photos mixed in. But it is a novelization of the entire goddamn movie. Uh and uh, and yeah, it's it's uh, in 1996. Uh, Shaq was a, a huge deal. Uh, he, like he wasn't like uh, Michael Jordan good, but he was this like 
big phenomenon, and uh, kids loved him. And, uh, so they made this movie Kazam. It was his acting. Uh, I don't know if it was de- his debut, but it was his. I think it was his big leading role. Um, well, I think he did Blue Chips before this. Did he? Okay, but I think, I think this Blue was Blue Chips his was the role, first. Right? What's that? I think this was like the role where he was like the big star. I think Blue Chips was a ensemble, wasn't it? It's an ensemble, but it, it it was also based on his life because the uh, thing about Shaquille O'Neal was he was he was one of those players that went sh- like like he I mean a lot of players go straight from high school to to the NBA now like really good ones he did not because he went to LSU I believe here in Louisiana like uh, very close to where I am but he but he left early he left like a year early or whatever like that that's another that was what like a lot of NBA players were doing before they were just leaving from high school they would leave college early. And go to the NBA. So he was one of those people, but he was huge. And he also like broke backboards. And that was one of the things. Cause I remember like I was like into basketball when Shaq was huge. He was mm. breaking backboards and shit. He was just so big. And you're right. He was not good, but by sheer like size and power, he was became like one of the best NBA pl- like centers, you know? Right. Right. He could not shoot a basket to make his fucking to save his fucking life. <laughs> he could not hit a free throw. He didn't have he wasn't like Hakeem Olajuwon, I think, is one of the best centers of all time. Uh, NBA history. Houston Rockets. He had the dream shake. He had that hook shot. He could he had all the fucking things you could you could want in a, an NBA center. Uh, but Shaq was more like a like a superhero kind of like a larger than life personality. And which is why he was also in that Man of Steel movie where he steel. Played, uh, steel, yeah, he played the metal played, Superman. Steel, yeah, it was a yeah. guy. He wasn't a Superman. He was just a guy wrapped in steel and had a sledgehammer. Um, and I'm glad that this show is turning into a basketball-themed podcast because I know nothing about basketball. And I'm sure all of our f- fans who are um, mostly into horror uh, are very excited to hear you talk more about basketball. Okay, well, uh, I'm glad <laughs> that you bring that up. And um, thank you, and I'll take it from here. So, hey, I in mean, 1996... I... <laughs> You've got to understand when Michael Jordan was out of the game, <laughs> those shut, two years, the Houston gonna, Rockets won the NBA championship those two years when he was not in the NBA, and they don't like to even bring that up. And I'm going to tell you this: I love Michael Jordan. I wear Jordans. I want to be like uh, like Mike. To stop him, everybody! I want to be like Mike. Him. But the Houston Rockets, those two, you know, and then they all interrupted their once the first finals because OJ was. They were playing the Knicks, and OJ was running with the uh, OJ. I thought he yeah. Played, when, I thought he played football. He did, but this was when he was r- running in the Bronco. It was happening during the NBA Finals. Oh, and they I see. I thought you were saying he was like on the court or something. Yeah, he came on the court and he drove uh, through. He caught, I remember that. Dro- yeah, AC Cowling drove Super Bowl of basketball, whatever through. that's even called. Dude, March you know what? Madness? You don't have I don't to know. make fun of me because I like some sports. I'm not like, I like some sports. Seems, seems like you are. Hey, Seems like being very, very I, could, I could school you on boxing, my friend. I am a huge boxing nut. Uh, I I would love to have you school me on that. I'm just trying to say Shaquille O'Neal. We're talking about Shaquille O'Neal. He was a basketball player, and he was larger than life. Uh, now he owns quite a, a lot of Papa John's restaurants. He I owns the majority. He owns the majority even of the company. The, even though the. What, what, I don't know if you're bullshitting me or or, no. or what with that. Okay. No, that guy's voted out. Like the racist. Oh, Neil, yeah, 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 they kicked him out. No, gone. Shaquille O'Neal like seriously does own he a large. Replaced him. Okay. Large, yeah, he's like the he is the Papa John now. Well, so they could they should call him Papa Shacks. They should. Yeah, they should. They call Papa Kazams. 
Um, you know, either Pop, way. And then like Shazams, there's some like in little like in other states where they're like, in no, another dimension. Papa Shazams and in those, another dimension, Sinbad owns, owns and all owns of it. Yes, yes. Dude, what if we started a franchise called Pizza Shazam and we had our our fucking mascot was Sinbad as a genie? Yeah, and t- like it would last a little while until he sued us for using his likeness, but it'd be worth it. No, we bring him in on this, dude. You don't think oh, he'd want to? Oh, what is he doing? Uh, well, I mean, I'm sure he's very busy on his shift at 7-Eleven, but maybe we could, when we he has a day off, we could bring break. him in. Oh, we don't uh, even have to take him off the clock. Just, we'll just take, we'll do the photo shoot there. It's fine. Okay, okay, yeah. He would probably like that. His boss would like that, yeah. Uh, that 15-year-old, pimply, squeaky-voiced teen would probably like that. Uh, anyway, real quick, I just wanted to say... girlfriend, she'd kill me. Exactly. If I, if I... That's actually the name of that character when they write him in scripts. Squeaky voice teen. Mm. Uh, Simpsons reference for those who don't know. Um, I just want to say real quick before we're done with this segment. This book uh, came out because Shaq was so popular. Um, because like he, like the movie came out because it was popular. But they were like, you know what? We're going to do a novelization of this because we know kids will want anything with Shaq's face on it. And sure enough, at all the school library um, uh, events that they had, this book flew off the shelves. Um, I know because I researched this because I care about this show, and I waste my time reading about the novelization of Kazam. And really, did I did I surprise you with this one or what? Was that a thinly veiled dig at my preparation for the show? No. Okay, well, no, you did surprise me with that. But if I can continue with NBA, oh my God, no, you can't. You actually can't. Okay. So let's move on. Uh, let's move on to our first and probably only topic, which is Halloween. Shaq was on the Orlando Magic, which was, which was an expansion team, and Anthony Hardaway was I also said on. And they had, this, like, they had these commercials too, that were insane. They made so much money for this brand new franchise just by being personalities and selling, uh, selling the jerseys. It was it was an insane phenomenon. Look it up. Also check out my podcast NBA Chat uh, with John Wayne and Chris because he's also co-hosting that one with me. That's going to come out on Sundays at noon. Thank you. Yeah, and I'm going to sit there and say this sport is almost as bad as golf. Uh, so can we talk about Halloween now, or are you going to continue to jerk off into your Shaq Sunday? Well, I mean, you brought it up, dude. You brought, I did. Up, you brought up Shaq. I don't know why you would be mad at me for this. You brought him up. It's not like no, I, just I brought up Shaq. I brought up Shazam, which was played by Sinbad. Uh, well, I didn't we... take it off on a tangy and just start shacking it up. You no, know. you actually did take it off on a tangy. You took it off on a basketball tangy, which tangy would not approve of. He's a basketball player. So what? Okay. I was talking I about his movies, not shame his not his his basketball. Okay. I forgot Shaquille O'Neal is best known for his acting roles. I there. mean, Jalel White. Who played Urkel? He was a basketball legend too, but we didn't get into that, did we? Well, actually, Jaleel White tried out in uh, the <laughs> all of the cast of Porky's, Robin Williams from Mork and Mindy. They were all basketball legends, but we didn't get to, into that when we talked about uh, the ridiculous reads. So, moving on, can we finally talk about Halloween? One, two, three, four. Halloween. Halloween. 
Part two, Electric Boogaloo. Yes. And much like uh, the films, uh, our Halloween 2 will be not quite as good as the first one. But it'll be filled with a lot of adventure. It will, and love. And there'll be a lot of uh, unnecessary explication, I'm sure, in these stories, especially from me. Uh, But, you know, it's going to be a serviceable sequel. (laughs) Yeah, it it won't be the worst of the sequels. Let's talk Halloween. Uh, let's talk about our own personal Halloweens. Mm-hmm. Um, now, you grew up in Jesus camp and didn't get to celebrate it unless you were a Smurf. Um, that was it. So, it was, it, it was but, Smurf, <laughs> and then it was like a Halloween blackout for several yes. years. That's and the way I you came out. At, yeah, that's it. No, you're right. I'm recapping. Okay, well, I'm just saying that's the way you presented it. So. It's correct. correct. That's correct. Yep. Well, as we all know, I'm right. That's what the T-shirt says. I'm I, right. Uh, agree to Chris. Agree with you right now. <laughs> I wrote it down so I would remember. Yeah. All right. <laughs> um. So when was it? Uh, when was it that you started to celebrate it again uh, on your own? Uh, when did you break away? from uh the the shackles of christ and um and start to enjoy your life and your halloween uh i'm trying to so i don't know if i was around a whole lot of people that we did a lot of huge halloween stuff when i was in college which was when i was probably able to do it but after that i yeah yeah i don't What's well, odd? I figured like you know, college I mean, kids would put on togas and then be Caesar for Halloween and get naked and get drunk. Yeah, and but, but all I did was hang out with like my three friends and my girlfriend who became my oh, wife. Oh right, you were a loser. I yeah, forgot exactly. So uh, we just like we did. We watched Rob Zombie movies or something, you know. But there wasn't. And, a lot. I didn't go to a lot the of loser. Uh, uh, yeah, like I mean, yeah, you just yeah. you just clarified that you were a loser right there. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so we got but, it. We got it. Continue. So probably like back in like the the earlier two thousands though, when I I started uh, one of the bands I was in, we started playing with a band uh, who have uh, still still are very popular today and are dear friends of mine. Downfall twenty twelve, and uh, shouts, out. shouts out Downfall twenty twelve. Check them out for sure. But the singer, the the front man, um, his now ex wife. Markeisha, I love you. Markeisha loves me. Um, and, and it's all it's all good. But she she's like the Halloween ultimate Halloween mistress, I would say, oh. uh, like undisputed. And she would throw this epic Halloween party every year. And when I got to be friends with them, I started going every year. And it was like dress up and to the nines. They like are we had a we have a friend, Reverend Butter, who's a an artist and he also sculpts. Uh, he does a lot. He'll, good he name. Scu- I'm just saying it's a good name. Oh, dude, he's a badass dude. And he sculpts ice. He's an ice sculptor. Um, and he'll do live sculpting for events and stuff. But he makes shot blocks that are crazy. Like I had one made as a huge dick uh, for one of my parties that we had. Just like a huge fucking ice penis that you pour the, the shot at the top and you put your mouth on the tip. You know what a shot block is, right? Do you know what I'm talking about? Yes. It's made uh, of ice and it's usually like yeah, a, just yeah, a block yeah. of ice like on a, a bar. Yeah, it's and, a tunnel that just and they that put where, some, the, where the alcohol can sluice 
sluice through. Yeah, sluices through, gets cold. It's usually just like trails in an ice, but he made a dick one. And then he made like always made Halloween theme ones for her parties. But going to those parties, that was like uh, such a bad ass. Those were awesome. And uh, I always dressed up to the nines and had the best fucking Halloween times there. Because yeah. it's just everybody dressed like I dr- I went like as the devil one time, like mm. hardcore, where I was like had my eyes all black. You know, I was like the makeup. And then I had like uh, these horns like spirit gummed to my forehead. So it all looked legit. And like I, I wore like a black suit and a cape. I mean, it was I was fucking nice. and I was working at Starbucks still at the time as a, as a manager. And I had to fucking open the next day after a <laughs> lot of these parties because I would take yeah. the bullet. Um, because that, so then I could get away with other stuff, but I'd be like, okay, I'll open on this so everyone can go fuck off. But, you know, so I, I just went to work the next day in the makeup with the no whole still stuck to my head. Yeah. Are you just serious? Like, it, yeah, no, I'm not. I am serious. That's hilarious. November <laughs> 1st. You're in no, no. makeup. No, no. It was a Saturday night was the party. Oh, oh okay. And then okay. Sunday, the actual day of Sunday was October 31st. Okay, so, so I was it's okay. Work. Yeah, so it wasn't like you should have lied. It's funnier if it's November first. <laughs> it wasn't completely out of context, <laughs> but like that, those parties were just fucking awesome. Like everybody goes all out because Markeisha is so committed to Halloween. You do not want to disappoint right. Markeisha. Right. Um, and I actually had like such a great like. Uh, this is when I had one of my excellent like mushroom experience breakthroughs was at one of these parties where i actualized myself beyond fear during i had this like such this crazy intense trip while i was there uh, i ate this huge wizard looking crazy mushroom and uh and then like after shortly after that it was like man i divorced i got divorced and started like a whole new life um it was interesting but and that's that's see halloween is magical like that dude it is it is but it's a magical I, time i want you to know because i'm sure that okay. you have been uh, this you're, this is gonna make you very happy. Um, one of the costumes that I dressed up as uh, one year, and it was very professional. I had my makeup done. I mean, I did everything. The costume, I had the the clothes, uh, everything. Very very awesome. Um, I was Captain Spaulding from one of your favorite movies, House of a Thousand right. Corpses, uh, and uh, you know, um devil's uh rejects and you know he was so i i played him as the clown and i looked amazing and uh it was very satisfying to me good i'm i'm glad you know what i'm gonna give you something okay because i love you i'm gonna give you something okay is this a punch Uh, no it's not it's it's, punch it's not a punch it's not a dig it's not a shot honey uh it is it is i'm gonna give you something here uh as much as i hate house of a thousand corpses and i do the opening theme song is awesome. It's really good. I love that song. This is the house. You know what I'm talking about. That's yeah. a great song, dude. That's such a good song. Yeah, it starts like... Yeah, yeah. it has this like southern, dirty rock kind of feel to it. Uh, I really like that song. Do you know why that is? Do you know who uh, John 5 is? Is what that who Rob Zombie ripped off when he did the song? Yeah, that's yes. exactly who it is. Well, of uh, course. No, of Five course. Is, no, if he John had Five, anything good, he must have stolen it. John Five is a <laughs> uh, guitar player who has been, uh, he was a session guitar player. He, he's a, one of these virtuoso, like a Steve Vai, uh, Joe Satriani type guy, but mm. like in this 
in this like a, a horror vein, right? He 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 is a massive collector of horror shit. Uh, he always wears masks and makeup. His credits include um, he played for a uh, fucking uh, what's that? Like like this fuck. Her name is escapes me, but uh, like like a Lilith Fair type artist uh, back in the like nineties. But like, and then he's done a bunch of session work. Then he he was a guitar player for Marilyn Manson's band for maybe two years. Uh, but he has a bunch of solo records mm. that are just guitar uh, music that he does, like, and it's like Steve Vai, yeah. like Steve Vai. But he's extreme. He's like super influenced by country, like the old country, and he yeah. actually has a, a Fender Telecaster signature Telecaster that he has made because he only plays tellies in metal bands. Like he's Rob Zombie's current guitar player right now. Mm. And he's been since like for 15 years now. And he comes, he, like he and Rob Zombie write all that music. And that's why it's got that. So, so he's the talent of the band. Yeah. Clearly. No, well, clearly. Cause that's the best thing about that song. I love the, like the music. Um, so, uh, but yeah, I, I, I all kidding aside, I am trying to give you something here. That song is great. Well, you know, when you I, and thank you, I'll take that back to my. Uh, and I'll, you know what? I'll, I'll say this. I'll, I'll say even more. Uh, some of the early White Zombie records I really like, uh, and even some of Rob Zombie's solo stuff, like the hell, like the Hellbilly Deluxe. There's some good stuff on that. Uh, I enjoy it, but I I grew to hate him so much because of his abhorrent repulsive brain dead movies um particularly his bastardization the way he bent michael myers over and raped him in the ass it kind of ruined any appreciation i had for rob zombie but there was also another thing at one point back in the 90s he was on the sci-fi channel and he was hosting a halloween horror film fest and one of the films they had was night of the creeps now i love night of the creeps are you familiar with night of the creeps Wait, Night of the what? Oh, uh, actually, night, yes. Dude, Nick, P, Nick P and I have gone to the midnight showing of this a few times at our okay. one theater here in Houston. So you know it. Shit like yeah. that? Yes, I know it. Night okay. of the Okay, so great, great movie. Lots of fun. One of my favorite 80s horror, horror films. It's it's a blast. Anyway, on the Sci-Fi Channel, there was this horror theme. okay. You know what? I'm, I'm like Next time I see you, I'm going to smack you in the mouth with my dick. Um, because that movie is great. It's so much fun. It's so it's such a fun movie. Um, a hundred times better than anything Rob Zombie could ever think to do. Um, if he knows how to think, I mean, that's questionable. Wow. So he was the host. I didn't say that Rob, just so you know, Rob's a listener. Oh, I said it. Rob Zombie. He's a listener. Um, but, uh, uh, so he was the host on this sci-fi show and they're showing night of the creeps and, at one point in the commercial break, he was like, so yeah, we'll be right back with more Night of the Creeps, this stupid, stupid movie. And then when they came back from the commercial break, he was like, so, okay, yeah, I was told I can't say that about Night of the Creeps, so I'm not saying it. Can I go home now? He was like such a little turd about everything. Like, unless, like, unless horror is about a bunch of rednecks who create a monster... He's not into it. And that's what all of his movies are. It's like, let's get a bunch of white trash rednecks who make a monster or are monsters, and there you go. Like, he is so formulaic. It's, he, he, like, 
he's a fucking rock star. He doesn't know how to write for shit. Uh, but like, I'm tired of talking about this. I'm tired of it. So let's please let's just move on. He's awful. Uh, he's just awful. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done talking about him. I never want to mention him on this show again. You can. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna talk about it again. I've already made my point. Okay, dude. I'm not gonna argue with you. Good. I, I love Rob Zombie. Um, yeah. I'm a huge fan. Well, you uh, like a lot of I like his stuff. <clears throat> um, I do like a lot of stupid shit. You're right. I do no. like a lot of stupid shit, and I do like Rob Zombie. I since it, I was young, he made a very big impression on me. Headbangers mm-hmm. Ball. He painted all the background. Uh, it was sure. uh, very cool. He's an awesome visual artist. He's inspiring to me, mm-hmm. and uh, I like him. So, well, you know, I mean, on. we. We all have those things. And like, I can I accept love... like what he does as movies. Like I can compartmentalize that stuff. But I really I really do like House of a Thousand Corpses. I think that that's a like it it doesn't make any sense, but it's so it's no. just cool. No, it isn't. It's terrible. Uh, and I went into that with an open mind because that was his first movie. And I was like, Oh, this is kinda cool. Rob Zombie, you know, he made a horror movie. I know he loves horror movies, he samples them and all of his stuff. And I was like, Wow, this is one of the worst films I've ever seen. But again, I'm done. Um, I gave you a little bit there. I gave you the fact yeah. that I like some of his early music. I do. Uh, and despite how much I despise his, his, like what he did to Michael Myers, I'm still willing to admit that. And that's a big step. That's a big thing for me. I'm, you know, baby steps, baby. Um, so anyway, moving on. Other stuff that has to do with Halloween, other than that mongoloid. Uh, oh, so, that's not that's not cool, man. That's not cool. No, it's not. You're right. Let's you edit that out. Say that. You don't have to say that. You don't have to call them names. That's all I'm saying. No, I think I, I think using the term mongoloid is. Uh, well, no, what I mean to say is I think using the ter- using Rob Zombie's name in relation to mongoloids is a, is is offensive to mongoloids. To, to mongoloids to people yeah. that have <laughs> mental disabilities. <laughs> yeah, very funny. No, it is. No, I'm not kidding. I'm not kidding at all. I know you're not kidding. I, I mean that 100% seriously. Uh, so anyway. So why don't um, you tell me your non-Rob Zombie related uh, Halloween stories? Okay. That sounds fun. That, that sounds, sounds fun. That sounds really good. Uh, I remember. I was thinking about this earlier. I wanted to bring up the show. I remember I was in, I think, sixth sixth grade. I might be wrong. Uh, so I was like 11 or 12 years old. And I remember... Um, I remember I was dressed as Rambo uh, for Halloween, right? Uh, and I and and you know what? I kind of have to backtrack on this story, but anyway, I was uh, I was Rambo for Halloween, and I went to um, I went to school, you know. And I'm like, it's Halloween; everyone's going to be dressed up, you know. What, what was the the costume? And how did that? What, then t- are you shirtless? Oh, no, yeah, I wasn't. No, I wasn't shirtless. I mean, that's the first thing that comes to mind when you say Rambo. I'm like, I, I thought that. Did you well, have a I fake more, like a fake body kind of bodysuit? No, that would be oh, that oh. was way beyond. That's way too awesome. That's like more of like modern day what Rambo costumes would be. This was more of a put together Rambo costume, and I was the Rambo from First Blood, not okay. the Rambo from. First Blood Part Two. Yeah. So I was wearing like this gray tank top and jeans, but I had 
like a machine gun because back then you could bring fake guns. I mean, mine was real. I brought a real machine gun to school. No, I'm kidding. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm not kidding. Uh, but no, you could bring. Did it, like, did it make the sound when you hit the trigger? Like the. It, did. it was like. Yeah. yeah. And mine was really awesome, dude. Um, like it had a, it had like the, uh, it was like an M60, which was more in a line with Rambo 2, I admit. But it was an M60, and but it like had this belt of bullets that you could wrap around you, and it and it fed through the fake gun. So as you were shooting, it continued to what? move the fake gun. It was the coolest toy I ever had. All right, that's way beyond because I just got the ones in the grocery store in the small section of the toy aisle at the budget chopper that was by my house that you just hit the thing and it was like, like something inside was just spinning and clicking. You know what I mean? Well, you know, I mean, like Jeeves had to limit you at some point, Richie Rich. Like you already had your own chopper that was a real. So they were like, you know what? We can't spoil them too much. So You're right. Like, grocery store Rambo. That's what they gave you. Well, actually, I did have the whole bodysuit. So the fake well, like, well yeah of course they were like if you're gonna get and, the bodysuit you know you're gonna get the cheap gun and that's why and, i was like Meh. yeah and uh you know they they had arnold schwarzenegger uh like go with you so he could be uh commando and you could be rambo and like you you side by side i know i know the story i've seen the, the photographs i've seen I, i'm sorry i've seen, seen the, the video i've seen the video yeah. uh and they actually did like a laser mold of arnold's chest to make my like a smaller the, the chest thing that i had yes yes and you still have that and you sleep with it at night i know yeah so well, I anyway, fucking shit out of that thing. anyway this is my story uh so i was rambo for halloween and i've got the headband i've got the fake gun and everything and i get on the school bus and no one else is dressed up for halloween it's just me and people are just like smiling and kind of chuckling at me, you know, hmm. and I'm like, oh, I guess this I can't do this anymore, you know, um, but. And so um, why were you still taking the bus when you went to college at 22? No, <laughs> oh, sorry. I'm in sixth grade. <laughs> oh, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm, sorry. <laughs> I'm in sixth grade. I'm in an elementary school, you know, but I was like 11 or something. And uh, I was just like what halloween rules dressing up is fun and everyone was like whatever that's for babies Blech. uh so i set the bus on fire and jumped out the back and uh allegedly and you uh, really were a rambo that, that I was, yes thank god my dad gave me a real gun because he was an nra gun nut uh i killed them all killed them all you know they'll power. never they'll never <laughs> laugh at me again um so anyway, um, <laughs> I, I, uh, I did dress, we, we, you know, dressing up at school is been like a weird thing because it, it, I think like regionally it's either allowed or not, or there's certain, if you go from like different States, there's been different, I guess, well, regulations placed on at, that. Well, at your schools, it was all uniformed because you went to private school, which was very fancy. No, uh, I and didn't. You got flown and, in every day on the helicopter. The John uh, Wayne Caminale Elementary uh, School, yeah, diamond-studded <laughs> helicopter <laughs> into the into the school named after myself. Yes. Yes. Um, <laughs> no, we just like I. Sometimes they just didn't let you dress up. It was weird. It got to a weird point. I don't. I don't, I don't think anything lets you do that now. But also, I will say this: uh, as a young as a young kid, when I could dress up. I, I did go to school dressed as the karate kid because I had the pajamas 
that were like the karate kid gi that I could wear. And all I had to do like was buy the headband or get my yeah. dad to buy. And you could just wear that. Uh, I do remember wearing that to a school um, function or maybe to uh, just daycare or maybe just a Burger King. Right. At some point. Okay. Um, here's a little tidbit that I have. Um, speaking of when I was Rambo and everything, I remember when we, when uh, much to my chagrin, when I was nine years old, my family decided, you know what? Let's leave New York and go to Florida, uh, which was one. Of, thank you. It was one of the worst things that ever happened to me. I'll never forgive them. Uh, so we moved to Florida, and when I was in New York, okay, Halloween was magic. You know, we would go out on Halloween night. All the leaves were changing. You know, it would just be like we could gallivant at night and like skip along. And some of the houses were really decorated. There was one in the neighborhood that was extremely decorated. We were all scared of it, but we would all go. Uh, it was just a magical night. Now, Halloween in Florida, it's 85 degrees. Mosquitoes eat the shit out of you. Uh, and at the time, the town that I lived in, was fairly desolate, uh, so we didn't have a lot of neighbors. Uh, some of the roads in the neighborhood were actually dirt roads. Florida's way more redneck than outsiders understand. They think it's all Disney and beaches. It's redneck. It's basically southern Georgia. Um, so, uh, <laughs> well, it is. It is. I'm, I like, think about it, man. Think about it. It's southern Georgia. It is. It, uh, it just made me laugh because uh, when I've been to that Jekyll and Hyde horror con twice, it's a, it's on Jekyll Island and it's jo it's considered Georgia. But you drive the panhandle of Florida the mm -hmm. entire way until yeah. you until you leave. Until you like go over into islands, you're in Florida. And then yeah. all of a sudden you go over this bridge and it's considered Georgia, Georgia. this island. But, so but you're even, right. But even in the time that you're in Georgia, it's nothing but rebel flags, banjos, and guys fucking their sister in the ass. Because that is what Florida is. You know? Uh, so we're in... Anyway, we're, we're to get back to my story. We're, we're so in, we will not be being endorsed by Florida on this podcast. I'm I don't want to be. If, if Florida tried to, I would be like, no, you can't, you can't give me enough money to promote you. And it is canon that we do not recognize them as one of the 50 states, right? No. It's 49 mm -hmm. American states is what we hear on the podcast. States. 49 yep. states and Florida. 49 states and Florida. You, insist, and you Florida. insist on including Texas. Hey, but man, that's where I live. <laughs> no. And I you like know what? Fuck you. Rhode, Rhode Island is country. a country. We're so big. Fuck you. We have, we have our own I... oil. We have our own everything. So don't tell me. That you can say fuck Texas because I could say, I fuck, didn't say fuck New Texas. England. Go have some chowder and figure it out, bitch. You know what? We got the Roll oil, up. we got the you money, we got the power, and the women. You know what? Rhode Island, Rhode Island is the smallest state in all in all our noble forty-eight. New Hampshire was number one. Isn't this a lot of fun? Fuck you. Who cares? <laughs> You have no oil. You have no energy. We have you. We have everything. We have you up no against a, a wall Texas. over a barrel with our big oily dicks in your ass. As and usual, that's how it will be. <laughs> as usual, Texas, you're drunk. Go home. No one wants you. Uh, anyway. <laughs> you know what? Texas will take Florida home on a drunken night. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, that would be a new low for Texas. I don't think Texas is that bad. <laughs> Take Florida home. Uh, I kid. I kid because I love. Um, no, Texas is just too hot for me. Other than that, I don't. I, don't, I have no beef. Um, but uh, I don't even know where the fuck we were with this. Oh yeah, I so I get moved to Florida, uh, where New York was magical on Halloween. Florida was nothing but despair as it is every 365 days out of the year it's despair uh so it's hot it's muggy it's mosquito ridden and i've got barely no neighbors so what everyone did at the time is we went to the melbourne square mall and this was the saddest thing in the world to me as a kid because we you know i moved there when i was about nine and you would go to the mall and it was just like one continuous line where like all the kids who were dressed up would just stand in line in a circle around the mall and just go from store to store and get like every like there was always a clerk standing at the front of the store who would give you a piece of candy. This was what you did on Halloween. It what? was so depressing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was so fucking depressing. The parents would take the kids to the mall and like you would just go to the Foot Locker and and Camelot Music and just be like, here's your Snickers. And they tried to say it was safer. I'm like, how the fuck is it safer to get a, get candy from a stranger down the street as opposed to getting a candy down the street from the guy at KB Toys? Like, it could just as easily be poisoned. How are you going to trace it back to KB Toys? It was just fucking retarded. Um, it was just stupid, you know? And and, and it, just, it upset me so much. But there's, like, there's there's a photo that I have. I, I mean, I could have possibly dug it up it's somewhere uh, but there's a photo of me as rambo because even at nine i wanted to be rambo i loved rambo there's me as rambo and my sister is something dumb uh and uh and like i like the, the the sadness on my face is so apparent like we're in the mall and i'm just like crushed i'm crushed because halloween isn't just about the candy you know it's it's about running around in the streets at night and just the crisp, cool air and the autumn leaves blowing and the moon glowing uh, and just like seeing all these houses with decorations. There's a magic to Halloween that you can't get in the fucking mall. What the hell is wrong with you, Florida? The mall on Halloween? Fuck you. I, I mean, I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I appreciate that. Think I mean it's kind of almost it's not as bad as the Bible camps that I had to go to, but it's 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 yeah, it's really it's uh it's on the you, same something. You no, you win with Bible camps. I'm not I, trying I mean, to win. Uh, uh, by the no, way, I, I'm not. not trying, this is not a competition. No, 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 it's not. It's not. I'm not saying you're trying to, but I would stand in the the, the line at the mall for a hundred years before I'd spend five minutes at your your Hallelujah camp instead of do, Halloween. You know what? I would really do that too. And the comparison that you make when you say a hundred years versus five minutes is very accurate. You you'd almost say I'm too sure it is, dude. Um, because it's just that bad. I'm sure it is, can, and I really do sympathize. Can, that's awful. That's fine. Yeah. We don't have to. Uh, can I ask you? Like, did you ever do any? Now, uh, did like Halloween pranks? In your neighborhood, did you ever do anything like that or go I, on? I like didn't that type actually. Of thing? I, I, no? I, no, no, no. Even okay. as a kid, I, I was always very against that, like the whole toilet papering trees and and burning dog poo on 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 porches, like 
That was Call the, the fire department. This one's out of control. <laughs> <laughs> that was the because that was the kind of thing that gave Halloween a bad name, and and that was the kind of thing that that like ruined it for for people. You know, it's like no, it's supposed to be fun. It's a like traditionally uh, in America anyway. Halloween is the time when communities kind of reconnect before the long winter when it's so cold that you all just kind of. Uh, like, you know, shack up and don't really see each other, you know, like this is a time when you actually would meet your neighbors, you know, what like is this would... now, what, what are you talking about? This is a thing. This is the last are... time you see your fa- like your people. And no, like I'm talking about tradition. I'm talking about going back further. Like, you know, like it was like the celebration of, uh, you know, the end of the harvest season and people kind of coming together it's like well you know here comes winter you know let's all kind of celebrate and get together let's have a masquerade ball where the the adults dress dress up in costumes let's have the kids go trick-or-treating and everyone kind of would like you know meet up with each other a little bit before the long hard winter Mm -hmm. um but you know like even in more modern times like when i was a kid when you were a kid in the 1980s it was a time when you really actually got to see your neighbors a lot of people would like, you know, like we, we around the 1970s, people just started to not really know their neighbors and keep to themselves. Uh, so, you know, the, 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 the society was changing. That's one of the reasons that John Carpenter's Halloween is so effective. The probably the scariest scene for a lot of people at the time is when Laurie Strode uh, is running from door to door because Michael Myers is, is killing everybody. And she's banging on the doors of all these houses saying, please help, please help. And they just turn their lights off. You know, yeah, like there's yeah. no sense of community anymore. That's one of the most frightening things about that movie. Uh, and it really spoke a lot to the nature of the times. Um, but uh, so, yeah, like like the, the Halloween season had a sense of community to it initially. Uh, and even now, like uh, like I, I, you know, I don't do it now because I live in the middle of nowhere. But when I lived in uh, in uh, Massachusetts and North Carolina, I would have a huge, huge Halloween setup at my house. All sorts of decorations. I had a projector that projected all sorts of like scenes going on inside my house. I have a live animatronic Jason who's behind me, if you can still see it. Um, and I would just, I, I did all sorts, all sorts of decorations. I made my own mannequins. I had a, a barbecue uh, pit where I created, I actually made my own latex burnt corpse to be laid out on the barbecue i went all out and mm-hmm. it was really cool i was married at the time and my wife would be something not no, so I scary she, yeah she would be something not so scary she would be like a witch and kids would come up and i'd be hiding on the bushes as leatherface you with a chainsaw. yeah i would be hiding in, in, with a real chainsaw now i took the chain off it was totally safe there's nothing that could happen but i had a real chainsaw and i'd be hiding i'd be dressed as leatherface and I, and I went all out in that costume. Uh, so kids would come up and be like, well, this is a really scary because there's a cemetery. There's there's dry ice like smoke and there's all sorts of stuff going on. But certain kids would be brave enough to come up. And we had a code where she would say something different if the kids were too young. You know, like if the kids were too young for it, if they were like four years old, she'd be like, happy Halloween. You know, but if uh, but if they were old enough where I could really torture them. You know, she would say something like, uh, Happy Halloween, be careful. And then I'd, 
I just pull the cord and I chase those, those little bastards down That's the street. That's funny. And the funniest, you know, the funniest part was is the kids would always stop once they got into the street out of the driveway. Like, you, like I would chase them, them down the street, you know, like, and so like I would keep chasing them down the street and they'd be like, oh, shit. And they would just run. And it was wonderful. And every year those kids would come back and there would be more kids every time because they all talked about that house that was just super scary, you know. And that cool. to me was the most fun part of Halloween as an adult. Um but yeah, we'll get into all that later. We're supposed to be talking about teen years and stuff. But I just wanted to say that that Halloween as a holiday um, was was really a festive, fun thing that was brought over to America uh, by the Irish mostly, uh, but also you know uh, other people, other cultures when they first migrated to America. Can can I ask? Uh, we, you you mentioned uh, you know the lack of community within neighborhoods uh-huh. uh, back then that was happening. Um, I don't know. You live in a different type of area than I do. I do not answer my door. If somebody not, if when people knock on no, my door, no one, no one does. I'm like, what are you knocking on my door for? Like, yeah, first yeah. of all, my dogs go nuts. Yep. And uh, I just tell people like, go, go away. Also like my, my front door's been kicked in, and my back door's been pried off the the, oh, shit, the really? frame. I, my yeah, my house has been broken into twice. Whoa! Um, so That's I definitely I do not answer the door for anybody that I don't know. I don't give a fuck wow. what you're there for. Like yeah. I and then plus like I I'll open like if you don't leave, I'll open the main door, and I have like a security door there. And my like Cerberus is this huge seventy pound pit bull, and he is right. bloodthirstily like just like. <laughs> And I just hold him by the the collar and kind of rise up behind him and just like, <laughs> like they leave immediately. Oh, Nobody stays when we do that. Yeah. But yeah, I, I don't answer my door. I, I don't understand why anybody does a door to door thing no, nowadays uh, at no, all. I don't weird. give a fuck what you're doing, like political like things yeah, or anything. No, that's just what it is. Yeah. Yeah. It's like. I, I, like I said, I live in the middle of nowhere, but I know what you mean even when I didn't live in the middle of nowhere. Um, well, yeah, like people would show up and usually, like you said, it's like a political thing. They're trying to get your vote uh, or it's a religious thing. People trying to like, you know, convert you. Um, that's usually what it is. Uh, but yeah, it's very weird to, to go to someone's door at this at the, in, in 2020. Uh, and it's been weird for a long time. If unless I'm expecting like, as as our hero Al Bundy once said, you come to my door, you better be carrying a pizza or a summons, you know. <laughs> and like, if I'm expecting someone, if I'm expecting someone to show up, that's different. Even if it, if, even if it is a pizza or some kind of delivery, that's different. They knock on the door. I'm I'm ready for them. But if there's a knock at the door and I'm not expecting someone, I grab my gun. Bear goes batshit, and, and Bear is a is a chocolate lab, but she sounds scary when she barks because she goes oh, yeah, nuts. Yeah. But I grab my gun. I grab my 38 snub nose special and I'm ready to use it. Don't come my, to my door. Dude, both times that my house was broken into, uh, I did have my dog. Lebowski was here, who was a pit as yeah. well. He was like a 50 pound pit, but he wasn't. But like they one time they hit him on the head with something. Oh, God. Um, the first time they broke in. And the second time, like the, it was a real quick smash and grab. So they yeah. didn't like he was just barking and stuff. But I, I was amazed how what like the balls like this dog is going nuts 
Yeah. When, and, and the pit bull. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and they just did it anyway. It was, it was insane. Wow. So, so I'm very wow. leery of that. And that, and that's why that sucks because I want there to be a sense of community. You know, yeah. I've been yeah. like in this neighborhood where I'm at, uh, it, it's very close to where I did live when I was with, when I was married to my ex-wife. It's just like it is literally a there's like a main kind of street that's that separates my neighborhood from the neighborhood I used to live in. And I am yeah. within like a stone's throw. Right. But that side where I used to live has blown up into this like rich McMansion type like they're like these are old houses and everything yeah. is getting knocked down and just building these huge fucking properties gentrification and and over there like when i was over there it was it was also like halloween night there would be trick-or-treaters that would come and it was like the moms and dads are out there with a wagon and shoes and shit and they're like hey y'all want a drink you know like that kind of thing yeah i moved to this side and i've i was like the first year I was super stoked we had we like we had a, a scene like i was living with a roommate at the time and we had a scene in our front yard using my fan and all this shit and like there's just no no kids come at all like yeah. to this side the other side like there would be vans of of like dropping off kids to to hit the neighborhood right right over here like where it's like nobody is coming and i would just sit i think i sat outside like nick and i just like i had a pumpkin mask on and he was just like sitting there just nobody came to see yeah. us at yeah. all. Yeah. it's it, it it sucks uh it sucks that it's like my, that. um you know it's been three years and my neighbor in north carolina Every year he tells me, he's like, yeah, they still come looking for you because your house was so crazy. He's like, they still come, hoping that you'll be there. Um, so, uh, but yeah, um, now I've, I've actually studied the, the history of the, of the Halloween holiday at great length. I've read many books about it. And there's a couple of interesting things I would like to bring up that I think would, you would find interesting. I think our audience would find interesting. Um, Halloween, uh, thank you. Uh, Halloween has long been celebrated as an adult holiday. A lot of people don't realize that. And they're like, oh, it's childish, blah, 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 to dress up for Halloween. I'm like, no, you're an idiot who doesn't understand history. The masquerade ball was a big part of Halloween. Uh, and it wasn't necessarily like, oh, everyone has to dress up like ghosts and goblins. People would often just wear a, a mask and, and like a regular suit or a gown. It was a masquerade ball. Uh, but when it comes to children and trick-or-treating, Trick-or-treating was initially uh, part of Thanksgiving and not Halloween. What it was is that poor children would go door-to-door in their neighborhood asking for anything that people could give to help feed their family. Mm -hmm. You know, like anything. It wasn't candy. It was just like, do you have anything you could give us? Uh, You know, it's Thanksgiving can you can you be charitable? That's where it really kind of started in America. Did they fuck with your shit if you had nothing to give them? Is that like a well, trick type situation? Yeah, uh, I, I do have a trick story I want to circle back to. I because I'm writing things down so I remember. Good for you. Anyway. Uh, but no, that, that's that's kind of where things started to go. Okay. Uh, where they would start to like they would be angry. If you didn't have something like it's like, you know what, you're you're a family that's clearly doing better than we are. You can't give us a drumstick. You can't give us something. Uh, And so they would do some kind of prank. Uh, But then the the uh, the, these houses that 
that were affluent that wouldn't give them anything would start to do mean pranks at them. Uh, and this is where the red pennies come in. And red pennies were they would put pennies out on the steps. Uh, pennies were, you know, obviously worth more back then. Uh, mm. But what they would do is they put them on the stove first, so they got really hot. Oh and shit! So, yeah, and so kids would go and pick them up, thinking it was for them, and it would burn their fingers. Yeah, it was fucked up. It was what fucked up. What a bunch of bitches! What a bunch and, of assholes! And they just sat inside and laughed at the kids. They did. Yeah, that's exactly what it was about. Yeah. Um, but any of them yeah. ever actually burn their house down, burning? <laughs> I hope so. That would be pretty cool. Yeah. That would, you know, that's what they would deserve for doing something like that. But this, this is a real thing. That's interesting. Um, I've never heard of that before. Red Penny. Yeah. Red that Penny seems like that's a cool premise to to yeah. fuck with. Red Penny. I like that. Anyway, I wrote it. Uh, I actually wrote this into a a yet to be published horror story a couple of years back. Patent um, pending. Patent pending. Patent pending. I did write it into something. Uh, but yeah, I've I've read at great lengths about um, Halloween and uh, the history of it. Uh, in fact, do you know what the first uh, the the original jack o' lantern was made out of? Uh, no, I don't. It I was, was, it was they were actually made out of turnips. Um, until uh, you know, Simpsons like, did it, dude. Simpsons did it. Come on. Well, turnip no. No, that that one didn't have to do with Halloween. It didn't have to do with uh, with a Trail Safari episode or anything. No. Okay. Uh, right. Jack o' lanterns were originally made out of turnips. They were small, so they could be handheld. The reason that they had to be handheld is because of Stingy Jack. The legend of Stingy Jack is that there was a guy who um, was uh, like the, the who was a drunkard and a stingy man, and he. Uh, was at a bar one night and he didn't have any more money for a drink. And so he was like, I would sell my soul for a drink. And the devil pops up and he's like, oh, okay, well, I'll, I'll give you the money for a drink if you give me your soul. And he's like, all right, I will. Uh, so he does that uh, and he gets the coin and everything and he, and he you know, gets the drink, but he decides to trick the devil uh, and what he does is when the devil comes up to, to collect his soul, he hides in a tree and he pins the crucifix to the tree. And so the devil can't go up there because of the crucifix. And he says to him, you know, like, you need to make me another deal. And the devil's like, all right, well, how about this? I won't come for your soul right away, uh, you know, but I will own your soul later. And he agrees to it. And uh, what he does is he ends up keeping the crucifix in his pocket and he tricks the devil again. He's like, if you turn yourself into a coin so I can get more drinks, you know, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll give you my soul. So he gets, you know, gets the coin, puts it in his pocket with the crucifix. And so the devil can't get his soul, you know. The and devil so is the coin at this point? Yes, yeah, the devil's the coin at this point. So Stingy Jack manages, basically, long story short, there's more to this, but basically he manages to trick the devil enough times that he gets away with his soul. And the devil's like, fine, I don't even want your soul anymore because you're just a stingy, tricky bastard. Um, and so what happens is he lives his life, and eventually, like all of us, uh, Jack dies. And he goes up to heaven. And God's like, I don't want you here because you made constant deals with the devil. So then he goes down to hell 
And the devil says, I can't take you here because we've made all of these deals and I made a deal where I can't take your soul. So Jack was doomed to walk the earth as a spirit. And the only thing the devil gave him to guide him through the darkness was a lump of coal. So in order to keep Jack from coming to people's houses, you know, Lenore, if you wanted to keep like the ghost of Jack from coming, because he was stingy, he would come to your house and he would want stuff. He would want food. He would want treats, things like that. In order to keep him from coming to your house, you would take a lump of coal and you'd put it in a turnip and you would carve the little face of Jack and put it in your window or on your front porch. Mm. And it was originally called Jack of the Lantern because the lantern was the lump of coal the that Jack carried. And Jack of the Lantern became Jack O Lantern. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's the part of the history. And when, Did... when people from the old world eventually came to America, they were initially doing turnips, but pumpkins were so plentiful and so much bigger that it became the pumpkin. And that's why we use pumpkins now for jack-o'-lanterns. W- wasn't there a, um that's very interesting by the way i did not know any of that that's did awesome I blow your um, mind? did i blow your you, mind you, you didn't blow my mind i just you took my you know you you added uh knowledge to my mind wasn't there uh on this on the new creep show se- series that was just on shutter the season one uh wasn't there one where like the the kids that were that were going on trick-or-treat that were dead or whatever they were going around and the parents were all making these kind of like foods for them like like muffins and shit like that it, it was it was kind of like they do you remember that didn't you watch I, that i don't know I, I i didn't see it if you i didn't? if I, I no no i probably didn't oh see i it. thought you did um it, it sounds similar like like they're like they're making it's not just like come get candy like they they have to give these kids something else substantial to mm. have them move along well, I mean, they probably whoever wrote it probably derived it from these. Yeah, these that, it reminded me of that. Yeah. That's why I was just asking you. That, that's interesting. That's really cool. I'm a fascinating man. I know a lot of things. Yeah. Amen. They're not I'm, all useful. I'm going to agree to Chris agree on that, which means I agree. <laughs> no, they're, like, they're not useful. Uh, they're, they don't get me anywhere in life, but I have an encyclopedic knowledge of scary things, and that's, that's one of them. Um, so... Getting back into our teen years and our early adulthood with Halloween, right? Sure. I've been talking for a while. I will pass it on to you. Do you have uh, some other stories? I do, interestingly enough, that we were talking about Jack O'Lanterns um, and, and, and tricks. I um, When I asked you if you did any tricks like on Halloween, um, I when, when I was working, um, like, I guess I had to be like 20 or so, 19 or 20 at this point. And uh, I worked at the software store, video game store, with Nick P as my manager. Shouts out. And uh, he was my actually my assistant manager at this point. And we had a, a our manager was a, a, a lady named Shelly, who's also she was super cool. And uh, and we would hang out like she would have parties at her house and shit. She she was married. And so she had a Halloween party that we all that Nick and I went to and like some of the other like software people. So it's like six people at this stupid party. And she lives in like the, this neighborhood, this like kind of white people suburb neighborhood. And it's Halloween night and you know, everybody's thing. And I, somebody has brought up to me like that have, has any, have I ever been like pumpkin smashing before? And I was like, what the Mm -hmm. fuck? What is that? It's like, Oh, when you run around and grab people's jack-o'-lanterns and just like smash them. And I was like, 
no, that's a thing. And they're like, they were like, oh, yeah. And I was like, well, here we go. So I like drug Nick P with me up and up and down like the street of uh, Shelly's house where Shelly's house was and smashed everybody's jack-o'-lanterns in the street. And there was also like at the end of the block around the corner, they were building a house and there was like a, um, a what did they call it? That digs into the ground. That those big, uh, stakes. No, those big machines that like dig like a fork. Not. Uh, oh yeah. Like, 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 yeah. The, 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 the cat. Like, yeah. Like a big, something. yeah. So there was one of those. So I actually took a bunch of pumpkins from people's houses up and I got into the cab of that cat because it was really high up and just threw them down from there. And uh, and then we went back to Shelly's house and Nick and I, Nick P and I both fell asleep in her front yard um, until the morning, which then we woke up and we all went to IHOP very hungover. But that was uh, we smashed like every pumpkin in that entire neighborhood. You don't seem impressed by this. You seem very actually upset about this. I am. <clears throat> okay, tell me why. Um, because or you, treat. You, you smashed everyone's pumpkins. Uh, you know, people take yeah. the time and effort to get a pumpkin, carve mm-hmm. it together. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I uh, to this day, I'm 43 years old. I still carve a pumpkin every Halloween. It's like a, a wonderful tradition. And the fact that you smashed everyone's pumpkins, I don't know why you would be proud of that. Well, don't you, it's it's to show the futility of what you've done, mm. this effort you've put in. No, it's I've, kind I've of destroyed like, no, it. It's just it's just vandalism. It's just it's vandalism. Trick or treat, dude. It's Halloween. It's the spirit of Halloween. How can you contest that? No, I can totally contest it because How? you're ruining someone else's fun. You're not going up to someone's house What's and they're the like, trick? "Fuck you!" I'm not giving you any treats. No, there's an option. It's trick or treat. You either give someone a treat. Mm-hmm. Or if you like, fuck you, Halloween's for losers, then you deserve to get your house toilet papered or something. But people who carve pumpkins are not the people who deny treats to children uh, or anyone else. And so the fact that you smashed everyone's pumpkins is uh, is disconcerting to me. Um, it's concerning again, it, or disconcerting? Disconcerning. The fact, like, I, you I, were young. I, I get it. I don't think you I would wasn't that young. I, I I was of sound mind, dude. I mean, I I, I would still do right, this you're today. Thirty-seven years old. Oh, okay, so you'd still. No, do I was it. like nineteen or twenty. Like I was like I was under twenty-one because well, I couldn't buy beer yet. You would still um, do today, and I and yeah, that's, because that uh, is the chaos, dude, of Halloween. No, that's more oh, of a so so when de- so when the dead are roaming the earth on uh, Halloween night. They're just uh, adhering to no. all these rules. You are uh, not dead. You are not a demon. Though this is more of a Devil's Night thing. Devil's Night is is the day before Halloween when anarchists and criminals just wreck shit and burn things for no reason. That's what you're talking about. You're talking about just chaos for the sake of chaos. I'm not doing and it for ruining no other people. No, imagine all of the kids who went out and just and saw that the 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 pumpkin that they carved with their their dad with love is just mm-hmm. smashed. By some douchebag who just thought it was so cool to ruin everybody's fun. Right. I hope that that's, dad's not, dead that's now. not cool, dude. That, no, it's not cool. It's kind of like people who will who will like you know spray graffiti along along like a a, a, a a nice trail where there's like a a a paved walkway. They'll just like I put a dick. Aren't I so clever and so funny? You know, I spray painted a dick on the trail. 
It's like, no, you're actually a brain-dead douchebag who probably likes Rob Zombie movies, and that's a problem. I'm just saying, dude, it was our trick. Sure. Hilarious. Dude, I'm going to come to your house and smash every fucking (laughs) pumpkin-looking thing and just look at you in your eyes when I do it. And as I said, when someone comes to my house, I break out my pistol. So you, I'll fool I'm you. I'll fool you like Jack, dude, like the devil, like you fooled the devil. I'll be like, mm, oh, I'll be the sure. fucking Jack in my pocket. Let me see. No, no, you'll be dead by then. I got, I hope. <laughs> I shoot first and ask questions later. Actually, I don't I, even ask questions. I'm like, is he? The only question I ask is, is the fucker dead? Because he smashed my pumpkin. So he's, he's dead, right? No, I, I got a hundred. You know what, dude? Stricter. I have to say one other thing. All right. I did all of those people a favor. What the fuck else do you oh, do with you? that pumpkin after Halloween? It sits out there and rots. No. I broke it in the street, and that's it. You get to remember it as it was. You don't have to see it sure. rot into nothing. You know, yeah. you're like, oh shit, it was awesome last night. Now it's a bunch of pieces in the street, and there's mm-hmm. like fucking crows and yeah, raccoons and shit. Way more awesome. Way more awesome. Yeah, you could actually just leave the pumpkin out there. You could turn it backwards, and then it's just a regular pumpkin, which is mm-hmm. part of the fall theme. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. yeah, you could. You could. Yeah, or you, you could, could just let it go because it's temporary. Yeah. Because temporary John wanted thing. to smash it, so you should just totally just let him do what he wants to do. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Um, I think the show is I, I'm over. I'm sorry that I'm a trick. <laughs> I'm more of a trick Halloween than you're the all. You're all about the treats over there, and no. You know, Chrisville. Oh, we no. got animatronics and chainsaws, but we'll fucking tickle your balls all you want. Meanwhile, no, I'm, I'm out all, there trying I'm to cause chaos. I'm all about the tricks for people who have it coming. So you but don't think that chasing kids with, with chainsaws is less uh, like. No, and I'll tell you that. why. And oh. I'll tell you why. Because oh. the kids I chase with chainsaws, every year they came back. They loved it. They loved it. No kid was like, wow, it was awesome that you smashed that pumpkin that I made that I took all the time to work on. Wow, I can't wait for that to happen again. It's funny you say that because I actually took many kids out with me years after that and said, mm-hmm. I did this to you once. Yeah. Now, now it's your turn. And they and were like, oh, this is so it. satisfying. No. And then it's just continued on. Yeah, that didn't happen. Um it- you may have taken them out to the woods and murdered them because you are a cold, heartless man. But I took, I showed them the pumpkins. Hey, I just like somebody showed me. Do you think I came up? I told you I didn't come up with that. Somebody suggested that. You know, you know the like yeah, Morcada, like Satanist type David Wheatley characters put that into my head, and I was just like, gotta smash pumpkins, and I'm just paying it forward, dude. So many things are starting to make sense to me now. The fact that you things. This fact that you like Rob Zombie movies, but weren't that impressed by Night of the Creeps or Return of the Living Dead Three or Mandy, it, it's all starting to make sense. Oh my God, man! Yeah, you were it. you were just like the the Texas redneck horror fan who was like, "It's cool to bully people. This is funny." So anyway, I don't bully. I'm the least bully. That <laughs> is a that is a trick, dude. That's a Halloween trick. Mm, so funny. Okay, then what about the kids that fucking egg your house and shit for no reason? Are they just the assholes, too? You should have your house egged if you were like, Halloween is stupid, I'm not giving you any candy. That's when you get your house egged. That's why it's called trick or treat. If you just trick someone, if you just punk them and fuck up their shit for no reason, you're a bully. You're a douchebag. 
if you do it retaliatory, you know, if you're like, well, you're one of those pricks who doesn't give out candy on Halloween, then you've got it coming. If you give out potatoes on Halloween, you deserve to have your windows soaked. You're that's, right. You're, that's the way it works. I, I agree with you 100%. But here's the thing. I did not discriminate and smash one person's pumpkin. I smashed every single pumpkin. So like everybody that, that, got the same treatment, dude. Like that makes it better. It does. It does. It shows like across the board. Boom. You know everybody. We're going to have to just talk about this offline. I'm going to have to. Thanks. You need years, many years of therapy. I've been, many, I've been in therapy years. for eight and a half years. And that's not even a joke. <laughs> well, as you take a, a belt therapist. of whiskey. <laughs> she does really just humor me mostly now, yeah, I think. That's what they all do. Let's mm. move on. Let's move on. Let's agree to disagree on this. Let's, Let's agree, agree to, to disagree. Disagree. Because Chris is always right. Uh, and I let's talk about let's talk about like uh, more things uh, that we did on Halloween. And you know what? Let's talk about some of the stuff. I think let's just move on to this. Let's talk about okay. some of the stuff that uh, pulled us further into Halloween as we got older. You know, like we talked a little. We talked on the last episode about stuff that like really like uh, enamored us to Halloween when we were young. So as we got older, both of us obviously uh we're more drawn to horror uh and things like that and, and as a result of that i think we were more drawn to halloween um i was thinking earlier about bringing up like the best halloween themed movies but we've we've kind of talked about them all ad nauseum night of the demons you know the, the, of course the michael myers halloween series we talked about trick or treat both versions i think um and so, yeah, there's many horror movies that take place on Halloween, Ginger Snaps. Um, uh, but I, I, I think that the, it was there was more than that can, that kind of continued to build us up. Were there certain things that uh, at that time in your life that really kind of propelled you more into the Halloween spirit? Oh, well, I think there's a little bit of that kind of classic uh you know i don't know i mean it's i guess it's a cliche where like you're pushed hard in one direction so you bounce back like the other way mm. in that like i couldn't see all of this stuff so i wanted to as soon as i like you know of course it made me want to see and, and have access to it more right sure. uh there's that but I, I throughout like my youth even i was already like it was like a sieve that I like I was opening it like a little bit more like this, like letting it in, you know, because it started like with things like garbage pail kids when I was young, getting those kind of things, getting into that. But like I had to sneak the Simpsons at one point in my life. Yeah, I definitely had to sneak watching Married with Children for sure. I uh, was not allowed to watch that. Right. Um, right. I had to sneak Glow, the gorgeous ladies of wrestling. <laughs> nice. But these were all things that you had to sneak because they were kind of like at night, like type of programs. Sure. Prime time ish, especially. Yeah, yeah. So like you had eight, to be very nine, careful. Like eight o'clock at night. Yeah. Yeah. But what I didn't, you didn't have to sneak were like the TBS, TBN, whatever it was, like Saturday afternoon, where it would be like, you know, uh, uh, you know, fucking April Fools and Slumber Party Massacre. And it, it's edited to right. shit. 
Right. But it's like three horror movies on a Saturday afternoon and you know they do. Like so I would get to like I, I would I, I was sneaking things all this time. And I always liked dark like aesthetic like skeletons and shit like that. But like another thing and this is like not against like uh you know my ex-wife but she was like you're not why are you always doing skeletons and stuff? You're too nice for that. You're too nice for that. And that of course I was like I'll show you nice. No, but like, and then you decked her. Oh my goodness! No, <laughs> For the first of many times. Oh my goodness! <laughs> to the moon, Alice said. Um, not true. But no, it was true. just like uh, not true at all. But I, I, uh, I don't know. When you have so many people telling you no a lot of times, or that's not you, and you're like, this, I think this is me. You know, um, yeah. it, it's like a weird rubber band effect back and forth until you kind of. Uh, straighten out all the 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 warbling effect and are like okay i found the path and the this is what i i just was like what do i like i like this i like dark crazy creepy shit Mm -hmm. um and once i was able to just say like no this is what i like and i'm not worried about like what uh somebody that's like my wife or parents or fig any kind of figure in my life i was like no this is what i really like and then i was able to just like got like you know that shaft we were talking about earlier mm-hmm. john john shaft sure, sure, i took john shaft balls deep into horror at that point and it was just kind of like okay this is what i like because there was a lot of i don't know like so you get like this weird shit in your head especially when you have people around you that have like some weird other expectation of you when you're young and it's just like I like this, but I'm not supposed to mm. like this if I am a a b if I'm a b c to these people. Sure, like, sure. You know what I mean? Oh no, I totally get it. I so, I was in that that same boat where, you know, my dad was like sports, 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 and as a little kid, I was like, well, okay, sports, sports, sports. Uh, but then I very quickly realized I don't care about any of this. Like none of it really appealed to me except boxing. I did like. Mm-hmm. Um, but I saw, like, I loved Halloween, and I started to get more into monsters and more into horror. And that became an enormous part of my life to where, like, by the time I was 12 years old, I was fully immersed uh, and oh, loved gosh. both. I'm sorry, I thought you were going to say fully engorged. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I was that, too, when I was laying in bed at night. Uh, but, uh, no, I was, I, I was immersed in horror. Um, and uh, and heavy metal and all the things my dad hated and I think some of that has to do with the fact that I hated my dad, but I think more of it has to do with the fact that. Deadly. Is, but but I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that I, this is what I genuinely enjoyed. I got no joy out of watching the Mets or the Giants. I I, I got joy out of you know a Dracula and the Wolfman. And uh, as I got a little older, you know, out of out of you know a lot of the modern horror movies that really pulled me into the genre, um, Shocker and Warlock came out around that time, and those were really influential to me. They really uh, those are cool ass movies. I love those movies, um, and uh, and they really you know were a very big part of my initiation to to horror. And then I started collecting you know, posters from, from uh, video stores. I would ask them to hold them for me, and I got the posters and all that kind of thing. Um, but uh, there was never a time, despite how I was saying how kids made fun of me 
uh, for for dressing up for Halloween. There was never a time where I didn't really do it. I didn't care. You know, I was like, no, I love this holiday. And I continued to dress up as different things. And the older I got, the more elaborate my costumes got because I started to have my own money. Right. Yeah. So so that was a big part of it, too. Uh, you know, I went from just kind of putting something together where I'm like, I'm a spooky goblin thing. I'm a spooky ghost, whatever I am. Uh, uh, like, I remember as a teenager, I was really I did it like a couple of years in a row. I was um, Alex from A Clockwork Orange, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, which is That's totally a, a totally a teenage thing to do. Uh, and then my early 20s, I was Batman because I was very much into Batman. I, and I still have the mask that Batman Returns. Uh, Michael Keaton style mask. Uh, awesome. I did that a lot. But then, like, I got older and I was Freddy Krueger in my 20s. And I had, like, I bought the hat, I bought the sweater, I bought the glove, and I got, like, a latex that wasn't a mask. It was, like, the adhesive, like you're saying, spirit gum that, like, went on your face. And my buddy Creston shouts out, he's an artist. And he drew, like, all the other stuff, like, on the back of my neck and everything. I shaved my head really close. Mm-hmm. Uh, to be a really convincing Freddy. And this was like 98 or 99. And Freddy was kind of forgotten at that point. And we went to uh, Church Street in Orlando, uh, which is the one cool Halloween celebration in Florida. Or at least it was. I don't know if it still continues. And uh, there we had like a big costume contest on the stage. And I went up there as Freddy. And people went fucking nuts, dude. Like even driving down the street. Uh, you know, like people were like, Freddy, because he was like kind of a forgotten thing. Like you hadn't seen him in movies for a while. No one else was dressing as Freddy. And so uh, people were like treating me like I was like an old friend they hadn't seen in a long time. Everyone was coming up to me, drunk people, you know, hugging me and stuff like, Freddy, can I get a picture and everything? It was uh, it was a really fun Halloween. Uh, and I also I have a really good picture because I before I went to Church Street, I was like, well, I got to drop by, uh, you know, the 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 old folks community and see my grandmother every Halloween. Cause she was so into it and what, and I have it still it's framed. It's oh, in my house. My, my, favorite, my favorite picture. I'm in full Freddy gear and I'm hugging my grandma and I've got the claws up and she's smiling and laughing. And we're like, you, just like, yeah, you, see that picture? you don't have it with you right now. Not, no, not, well, I can uh, go okay. grab it if you want. No, I'll I mean, go grab it. Hold on. I'll grab it. I know it's getting uh, dark in here. So let me see. I'll turn the picture towards it, maybe, or the light towards it. Um, let's see. Oh, I could. Oh, yeah, that looks great, dude. That's yeah. amazing. That's me and my grandmother. Oh my goodness! What a time, <laughs> dude. That's what a time. Fantastic. Yeah, like, uh, like I said, I have it framed, as you can see. Oh, and yeah, even, it's, right. like, oh, it's, it's amazing. I even got that's a frame that says Nana because, like, I always yeah. called her Nana. Uh, if you're watching the YouTube channel, you should. You're seeing this whole thing, and it's a beautiful You're seeing it, and you'll cry, because it's a beautiful thing, um, much as John Wayne is crying right now. I'm, I'm trying to keep it together. <laughs> uh, that's awesome. Uh, my, awesome. Uh, if I can give a shout out also to my, my, my buddy, Sean Oz, that has done most of the tattoos, the majority, 98% of the tattoos I have on my body. Uh, done by him he's tattooed me for now going on almost 20 years but he got he got into uh special effects makeup for a while and he also he actually came up with this tattoo fake kind of uh skin that he he that he sold he sells like successfully that's you know where he it's it's like 
canvases of it's called skinned ink where it looks like he makes it look like you've ripped a portion of someone's skin off right oh wow just with your hand and you can tattoo on it like it's real skin like he makes the mixture of like silicone whatever the fuck it is mm-hmm. and you and like i don't know it's it's awesome people like do portraits and shit on it so um anyway he he got into all that and he has done a, a very cool ass freddy as well where you know he the whole thing like on his face and like just like yours was like it's it's just like it's insane and yeah you're right like people are people forgot it's like it's like eminem said people forgot about dre people forgot about freddie i think yeah you know and you see him and when you see him in such a like awesome way you're like oh my god because i can relate in the way that when people come to conventions dressed as an awesome freddie you're always like yeah like you know Fresh meat, bitch. You know, yeah, yeah. bon appetit, bitch. I just want yeah, to say, yeah. I just want him to say, bitch, to me. Welcome to prime time, bitch. Yeah, yep. thank you, thank yeah, you. Yeah, no, yeah, no, I totally get it. Um, yeah, so yeah, it's like this, like old friend that you haven't seen in a while or something. What? Yeah, and uh, so um, I want to, I want to say, if if you're still up for it, um. I spoke of my grandmother. Do you didn't you have a certain thing that you wanted to interrupt the show for? I did. I did want to interrupt the show um, because I've often, you know, I've often spoken of uh, someone very important in my life who is my biggest fan. And uh, if if you listen to my other podcast, John Wayne Lied to You, every Monday, uh, you know, I've often spoken about her there, and I've spoken about her here. And actually, she's here with us now today to give us some background uh on myself or just to say hi she is my maza my maza is here my mother Ooh, holy so shit we're, we're gonna bring her in so right now without without, without further, further ado, ado this is a whole segment this is our next segment which is is one two three four christopher this is my maza her name is judith Hello, Judith. So nice to see you. Hi, it's so nice to meet you. I've nice been, uh, <laughs> I've, she, uh, she's a first time, long time. It's so <laughs> nice to, uh, I told John Wayne, it's nice to put the voice, a face to the voice, yeah. and then finally talk to you. I feel like I know you. <laughs> yeah, now, sure. Did you expect him to look like this, or, or what did you expect the look to look be like? According to the voice, did you think he would look like this handsome or? Did you think he was? What did you think? I, Into the mic, mom, mom. Oh yeah, yeah. Of course, I expected him to look this handsome. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Thank well, you very much. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Now what? <laughs> and did you expect me to look more handsome? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Cool. Definitely. So, Who doesn't? <laughs> so my mom is my biggest fan, uh, and the biggest fan, and doesn't matter, you know, at all, uh, if that's your biggest fan, because screw you, <laughs> first of all. Mom, we're here. We're having a Halloween time. I know you don't, you're not, I mean, you're at telling stories, we'll say, not the best. So <laughs> you don't have to necessarily go into a story. But if you just want to talk about Halloween or just say how much you love us or uh, that now you've gotten maybe you've gotten more into horror since your son has become a horror writer, uh, perhaps, or anything like that. Would you like to comment on any of these things? 
Okay. I'm really not big into horror because I've always been a scaredy cat and then I have nightmares. So I don't really watch that too much. But um, I have learned a lot since listening to your podcast. Very interesting. And um, uh, John Wayne's books, I've read them all. Um, I, I see him getting, I mean, he's a good author. I've always known that from the time he was little. But he's really, it's really, books have changed over the years. So I get intrigued by his books, like the last one. I really, really enjoyed that. And I really enjoyed the twist at the end, like where I'd like, I didn't see that coming at all. I just didn't know that. So it really fascinates me. I like his style of writing. I'm not a horror fan per se, but I'd like to read his books. It's very interesting. Yeah. I don't have any Halloween stories for you. I'm so sorry. I was a big... Um, she was a, wait, what was I? You weren't, yeah. it wasn't an anti-vaxxer as much as you were just an anti-Halloweener. Yeah. We did get vaccinations. Yeah. So. <laughs> we, we went all to all the church, you know, hallelujah nights. I was, hallelujah. I want to protect my son from all the evil stuff, you know, but, um, look at me now, mom. <laughs> it didn't look work. <laughs> Now, mom wasn't like the one you saw. Now you saw a movie called Thirteen Ghosts in 3D, and that really did scare you a lot when you were a kid. Can you talk a little bit about that to us? Yeah, um, I don't know. I was really I don't know how old I was, eight or nine, maybe ten. And I'm at our YMCA. You know about what year? Because this this movie's been remade a couple of times. Well, I was born in '51. That means 1961. Isn't this a lot of fun? But anyways, our YMCA had a theater, so we went to see this movie, and we got to wear the 3D glasses. That was pretty cool. And I could not sleep for weeks. I mean, I just couldn't. I kept thinking, the ghosts are coming into my room. They're going to get me. I was really scared. That's not fun. Mm -mm. I've never seen... Friday the 13th, any of those Halloween movies. If my husband wants to watch him, I leave the room and go to her. <laughs> Much so not- like my mom. Oh, your mom was like that too? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. She she saw Night of the Living Dead when she was young, and it scared her so much, it just turned her off of horror forever. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think you just have to like it or you don't. Pretty absolutely. much, don't you think? Yeah. Absolutely, sure. But... I don't know. But that's, I mean, I think that's good. I mean, 13 Ghosts has been made a million times. You saw it in 3D. I would be scared, too, <laughs> to see that early 3D. Um, <clears throat> myself. Saw Captain EO at, at Epcot in 3D. I did, too. That, you remember the, the, the scene with the nails, the, the villain with the claw nails? Oh my God! Like everyone blocked screamed. most of that out, and we can talk about that on a different podcast. <laughs> everyone screamed. That thought was a different situation, and my mom could probably comment on that too. But People it screamed. wasn't Halloween. Like, all the all the kids screamed, and including myself. Like I had to close my eyes. It was like so horrifying. Those nails coming at you, and like that that villain, like one, like just like hissing like a rattlesnake. Horrible, horrible. Well, what a nerd. Anyway, mom. <laughs> uh, I love you very much. Thank you for coming to talk to us for a minute. I know you're the biggest fan of the podcast. And uh, if you don't like that, then I'll come to your house personally and probably poke your eyes out. 
I'll be there too. And you will be there with you as well. Um, Whose eyes are you poking out? The people that don't like that I said you're the favorite, my favorite oh. person on the podcast. Okay. Yeah. So I will. I will smash their face until they don't have a face. Oh, that's like that movie on uh, on. Uh, un- wow. What is it called? Where they bash that guy's face in with the um, with the fire extinguisher until it's like nothing. Uh, I think that's um, bed knob, bed knobs and broomsticks. Oh, that's right, Jim, Jiminy, Jim, Jiminy, Jim, Jim, Jimmy. me. That's uh, the uh, oh, you know, oh, Mary oh. Poppins version. But, but I'm the nerd. Oh. <laughs> I'm glad you finally realized that. Thank you. Oh, I knew. All right. We all know. Mom, thanks for uh, thanks for popping in. We love you. Uh, thanks so much for letting me come in and say hello. And uh, maybe sometime I'll get to see you again. I hope so. Uh, uh, no, I I thank you for being on the show, and thank you for being for supporting us. And uh, you gave us John Wayne Caminale, one of my favorite people on this earth. So thank you. What an accident. You're welcome. <laughs> what a happy accident. What a happy accident. That was great. That 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 like redeemed your pumpkin smashing thing. That that made really made me happy to see your mom and talk to her. That was great. Yeah, my mom was great. She's uh her and Katie are right now. Like Katie made some salmon feast dish oh. for them and they're out there having a, a great time eating. Uh and you know what's been prepared for me? Jack shit. Leftovers, sir. <laughs> so I was right. I will be eating leftovers. <laughs> oh, and it's also the leftovers that I made. So <laughs> awesome. But I also don't eat fish. I don't eat seafood. Me I don't neither. eat red meat. Me neither. Wow. Oh, well, you don't eat red meat? No. No. I mm. didn't know that. Uh, yeah, I'm not going to say it. I'm not going to say what? it. What? What Nothing, are you going to say? I'm not going to say I'm it. some Rob Zombie, no eat, red meat eating. Has nothing to do with Rob Zombie. It just... Uh, Why? He's a vegan. Well, then it does. He and his wife, Sherry Moon Zombie. Well, then it does. I didn't realize that. Not yet another reason to laugh at him. And you. I'm not a vegan. I just don't eat red meat. I don't eat like fried food, a lot of fried food at all. No well, fast you know, food. whatever. Whatever. That's Different strokes. I go into withdrawals if I don't have red meat every day. I don't, I don't have any. I haven't had any in years. Okay. You're too busy getting high on goofballs. Yep. Popping pop pills. Popping pop pills. Pills, 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 pills. Happy pills, oh. pills, pop, pop pills. Smoking that devil's lettuce and uh, and taking acid like you're Timothy Leary and mm-hmm. and, 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 and Aldous Huxley. Don't forget that. Him too. Yep. And, and Snorton's Snorting uh, the devil's candy canes or whatever. It's like I'm Hunter S. Thompson. <laughs> yep, yep. Putting uh, putting goofballs up your ass. Whatever you people do, I don't know. Depositories. <laughs> yes. I was watching a uh, another Simpsons last night, 19th uh, season, where the uh, it's a commentary on. God, see, this, the Simpsons are so good, dude. I mean, we've already talked. I know. I don't even have to the say best. it. But the best. There's we a whole, whole there's episode. a whole run of of uh, episodes where they comment on. Uh, there's a big like 
like arch on a uh, story arc on feminism, mm-hmm. but like also they comment on like uh healthcare in within sure. this arc and uh, and like one point so like they lose the he- the Simpsons lose their healthcare because the laws change you know is or this whatever. the one where they have to go to Canada and everything? Well, it's before that okay. the episode before that where Bart get like he has he starts taking the generic focus in like and focus in oh, is like yeah, 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 yeah. fourth season i mean that's like oh yeah that's way shit. that's a callback for sure. and like they and marge is like well we can't for you know your focus it isn't covered anymore but now here's whatever it is the generic one and he starts taking that and, and then lisa's like mom i think you should watch this immediately like gives him her the phone and it's a video of like here's this here's the side effects of the generic version of focusing you know the shape like everything that the the things are like bart has all of them of yeah, course sure it's this whole commentary on on that um i don't know why we're talking about this Can you get to the fucking point i mean I don't, i'm not sure what the point was anymore you don't have a point you're like a child who walks into the middle a movie of and wants to know what's going on yeah, like, like that's you man that's you no, i am not a donnie motherfucker are you sure are you sure <laughs> no. 3,000 years of tradition from I'm fucking Moses to Sandy Koufax. I am definitely a Walter, though. Like, you that, are the Walter, dude. You are. That, the dude, like, I have had so many people tell me that. They're like, yeah, you are, you are Walter. Um, uh, how long are we running with You're this? You're just contract? an asshole, man. Well, Two and a half that's hours. true, too. That's true, too. Uh, but how long are we running with this nonsense? I mean, sh- do we need to cap it and turn it into Halloween three next week or what? I mean, we could bring it into a, a, a you know, we could start bringing it in. OK, well, I do have something that I think would be fun. I think to- you should. Yeah, I think I should, too, because uh, I know what I'm doing. Um, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm only recording, editing, Go. posting, hosting this entire yep. event. Yep. Well, you know what? Go bringing in the talent, kids. aka my mom. Go and ruin. That- <laughs> well, I mean, you got me there. That's true. Um, uh, <laughs> that is true. You did bring in your mom, who is way, way better, more interesting than either of us. Either uh, and either of us as well. And I mean that seriously. I'm not being a sarcasm. I mean, I mean that I'm not. Do you think I'm sarcasming my mom right now? No, I'm just saying that to, I, I know I'm that you're not. I'm about to drive to some kind of random place in New England. No, 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 no. I know that you're not. I, but I'm making it clear that I'm not. <clears throat> um, we're kind of the best, aren't we? Yeah. Well, I, mean, I am. I mean, you're you really are. By association. And, and lift me up by by you. You really bring me up. I appreciate it. No, I love you. You're way cooler than me. A signal oh. boost. <laughs> you're way cooler than I am. I'm just this weird shut in. So it helps me a lot hey. to be able to talk to someone. Yeah. Tell us what you're about to tell us, shut in. I'm going to go down and tell you, and then we're going to close on this. Okay. Um, as I mentioned on the previous episode, I have the novelization of Halloween 3, Season of the Witch. Uh, and I was uh, planning to read from it uh, as a treat for all the listeners because most of the people who listen to this will appreciate the fact that it's Halloween 3. Uh, and I want, I want to say I'm not that far into it. I'm about a third of the way into it, reading mm-hmm. it. Uh, but I wanted to give you guys a little status update, update on it. Uh, okay. 
Because this is kind of funny. I'm excited. Uh, okay, good. Uh, Dr. Chalice, who is played by Tom Atkins in the movie. Uh, but, and I mean, we need to really give some pause for Tom Atkins because. Oh, he's, he's the best. He's the amazing. man. Yeah. Uh, thrill Amazing me. in Night of the Creeps, which you clearly hate. Uh, but it's an amazing. I'm sorry. The only best. reason we went to see that twice at the midnight showing was because Tom Atkins was in it. Yeah, and amazing. We it. have it the shirts with his face just say Atkins under it, and people say, "Are you on the Atkins diet?" And we say, "No." He punched them in the throat right then. Mm, you not see yeah. any shirts? No. Oh, okay. Well, I guess I'm just an asshole. I have not. Well, we know that. Uh, so. I, uh, I've been reading through it, and uh, it's kind of funny because, uh, for one thing, I will say that uh, Jack Martin, which, as we all know, is Dennis Etchinson, uh, but he was writing under the name Jack Martin, uh, he really takes some liberties with this, uh, and there's a lot more depth to it. Uh, you know, like, it starts off with uh, Chalice uh, just kind of, like, dealing with his own personal problems with his wife and his kids. You know, he's, like, getting a divorce, and he drinks too much. Uh, but he's actually comes off as kind of a dick in it, uh, more of a dick than he does in his move in the movie. Uh, and I mean, maybe this is just a product of the time, but, uh, you know, he's kind of just like, you know, he's a doctor and like one of the nurses is kind of like trying to just help him out and like look after him. And he like smacks her on the butt and stuff. And he's like, you're all right, you know, and uh, <laughs> and like there's like a, a chapter, which I'm going to read from where it starts mm -hmm. off where he is basically drinking bourbon for breakfast yeah, uh, yeah. and uh, <laughs> like you do uh, when you're Tom Atkins. Isn't there uh, but... a scene in the movie where he gets up drinking though? Or... No, no, there is, there is, but, the, yeah. but in the book, in, in the novelization, uh, he is much more of a drunkard and just a, like a lost angry man than he comes off as in the movie. Okay. Uh, okay. So anyway, there's a famous scene that you all know in the movie where he's sitting at the bar getting drunk, as he does, uh, and the original Halloween... Halloween is in the background. Right. It pops up in the background. It's all, like it's on the TV. It's on the TV. That's uh, the only place that you see Michael Myers in the movie. Yes, it is. Uh, so I wanted to, uh, to, to cut to uh, this part in the book because I think it's kind of funny uh, where it describes that scene. And those of you, uh, thank you, he's dressing up for the occasion. Uh, those of you who know the movie will understand why this is so funny. Mm. Uh, it really, it definitely made me chuckle. Uh, so I'm going to go ahead and read from this scene right now. This is from Halloween 3 by Jack Martin. Hey, Charlie, how about another channel? Nobody was watching it. There was nobody else in the place. Charlie shrugged and flipped the, the selector. Channel 4, a network preview faded in. A long-legged girl with good bones and a lingering tomboy disposition was crossing a tree-lined street. It looked very much like Sierra Mesa. In fact, it might have been filmed there, though uh, thought, thought Chalice. Except for the quick flash of a palm tree on the horizon, it could be the Midwest Illinois. Say, uh, Bradbury Country, if he remembered his high school English. A repetitious but properly nerve-wracking piano melody twinkled on the soundtrack. Halloween, intoned a hyper-stimulated announcer. 
the special feature on our very special Halloween night horrorthon. The preview cut to another shot of the long-legged girl, now flanked by two of her friends, walking home from school in a typical mid-class neighborhood. Totally insane, prattled the foxy-looking girl on the left. We have three new cheers to learn in the morning, the game in the afternoon, I get my hair done at five, and the dance is at eight. I'll be totally wiped out. Damn totally straight, thought Chalice, sipping slowly. The girl on the right made a a diversive comment. Dark, New York, sarcastic, passing for witty. A real ball breaker. Hmm, he thought. I know the type well. Reminds me a little bit of my wife. The old My wife! The old Linda. I'll bet that's what she was like at that age. Always on hand with the right remark to shoot down anybody in sight. Just then, a long-legged girl stopped dead in her tracks. Cut to her point of view. A tall shape blocking the sidewalk ahead. Silent and evil-looking. Some kind of mask on his face. The announcer's voice. Starting at 12 noon with such classics as The Creeping Unknown, Enemy from Space, and Five Million Years to Earth. Climaxing with that blood-curdling classic, Halloween. The movie Gene Schalt says so, says that stood his hair on end. and all And all brought to you without interruption by Charlie groaned Chalice. The familiar tones of the commercial followed. Ten more days till Halloween, Halloween, Halloween. Come on, Charlie. What's the matter? Don't you have any holiday spirit? No. Charlie kept flipping till he found a football game. He nodded with satisfaction, drew himself a beer, wiped off his apron and settled down to watch. And I'm going to leave it at that. Now, do you know why that's so funny? Do I know why it's so funny? It's funny if you're a hardcore horror nerd and you really know these movies. It's really a a meta inside joke. Please explain it because I also wasn't paying as super close attention as I should because I took some pictures for the for the website for the Corey hotline. You weren't you weren't listening. No, I took some pictures for the Corey hotline, dude. Well, he references um, that there's a girl in the in the commercial uh, that makes a derisive a derisive comment. She's dark, New York, sarcastic in a passing for witty way, a real ball breaker. I know the type well. Reminds me a little bit of old Linda. Now, what who Chalice is referencing is Linda, his wife, who's a real ball, real ball buster, as he says. But he's he's reminded of the old Linda, the Linda he fell in love with. Now, Linda in Halloween three is played by an actress named Nancy Loomis. She also plays the character he's talking about in the original Halloween. So, oh, so that's another tie-in. That's his wife. So he, so he's basically oh. Chalice is like looking back and like, oh man, this girl reminds me of my wife when she was young, when she was kind of spunky and more fun. And what Jack Martin Dennis Richardson is referencing here is 
he's looking back on the same exact actress who 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 plays his who wife, his wife. in Halloween what? three. Gotcha. Super meta it? moment, funny only oh to horror nerds, only Gosh. to true fans. That is really uh, cool. It is really cool. I'm it's gonna cool. that's gonna that's gonna really soothe my mind later tonight. When everything feels like it's out of control, I'm gonna remember that. You remember that and everything will be all right, and then you'll jump on the uh the porn hub and yep. uh you'll have, you'll have a true Again. magic moment. Well, yeah. I mean that's just a different term another search term of mine. That's that paging Mr. Herman. Paging Mr. Herman. I tried Mr. to work that Herman. into the uh I wanted to work that into the post for uh advertising the show at some point <laughs> and I was like, gosh, I really gotta you know, you gotta save it for the right moment. I suppose so. I do suppose. Yeah. Also, my sister uh, shouts out Carrie um, uh, at Feeling Fit with Carrie is she's a, a, a fan of the show. Listens to everyone is looking for and has found a few that she's been following of the uh, uh, talking man, to her adults. I huh? thought you meant she was, I thought you said we we're going to say she's looking for a man. No, she's I'm married with uh, some. I know some, how how into me she is. <laughs> she is very into you. She's obsessed with you. <laughs> But she is married with two daughters. Shouts out, uh, Carrie. It's probably only because you. you're in mo- mostly in opposition to me. But uh, she, I'm more handsome. She is look. Oh, okay, well, let's not get more let's not get and cooler. Okay. And, uh... <laughs> now we're all having now we're all having uh, hallucinations. But uh, <laughs> true, true. She I is looking for so. a, a Pee Wee Herman doll for me. Has found like some of the because we talked about the one that talks, you know, with sure, the thing. Sure. She's found oh, some. That, that'd be a glorious place. gift. That um, and also, uh, Carrie, if I may, no, you may look for an a talking Ernest doll for you're me. Not. What no, do you mean you're not? You may not. You oh may please, look. like like I'm really trying to seduce your sister. Like I would do that to our friendship. Well, I wouldn't. I know. I, I have mean, a strict rule. I have a strict rule. I don't date my friends' relatives, sister. and I don't date my friends' exes. It's a strict about, rule. So I'm sorry to break Carrie's that. heart. I'm sorry to break Carrie's heart on this because I know she was fixated on me becoming her new husband. Carrie, I love you. I would do that, but you're John Wayne's sister, and I can't. I can't do that to him. Right. Well, I already have my uh, third, fourth, and fifth wives planned out. Uh, oh, do so, you? yeah, of one of them. I hope so because that's my. That's you're my number show. four, baby. <laughs> number four, but we just come apart at the end. I really. I'm if willing to. I'm willing happens. to really tape it down and tuck it until I have the but full. I'm saying that like four, number four, it lasts the longest. Is what I'll say. We go. We have a really good run. We have a good run. According a to nice, star chart, a nice two and a half years. Yep. What a time, dude. Uh-huh. And then we're dead. We're dead really, really shortly after that. So it really doesn't matter. Oh, I don't plan to last the year. Oh my so, goodness. Yeah. yeah. Please, please just let me shake loose this mortal coil. Yes. And, you know, somebody else take over this responsibility of life. <laughs> oh, God. So we, we kind of covered some Halloween stuff. Mm-hmm. A little. We, we, yeah, we tried, fun. people. This was fun. This was Halloween 2. 2. Which, which, is, which picks up right after Halloween 1 is over. Not as good as Halloween 1. We no. really gave it at the front. But that's mm-hmm. what it was. But next time it'll be Halloween three, and you know you don't know what to expect. No, because it'll be nothing like the first two. It totally does its own thing. It's gonna be 
a different it's gonna be two different people doing a podcast <laughs> it, it will it yeah. will yeah it will it'll Won't be it? tom atkins and rob zombie and uh, one of them will be really 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 interesting and the other will be rob zombie rest in power both of rest them in power rob zombie rest and in power. tom atkins nope uh, he's not dead but i think rob zombie is dead to me you know oh, what oh, oh well smoking well okay jim carrey yeah, Speaking of the mask, uh, this has been fun. If you want to check us out in the masks that we wear every Thursday, you can listen to this podcast. And uh, who is it? Sharon? Sherry? Sheree? Who? Who, who was the who? Who, te- who did you send me their text this morning? Joanna. Joanna. So you were totally rolled. Totally wrong. Shouts out Joanna. Shouts uh, out Joanna. She, she was uh, pissed that she couldn't listen to the the show at at. 12.01 a.m. She's You're like, this is right. Thursday, yeah. technically. And Where's the show? And I am working on uh, that, and it's going to be, thanks to you, scheduled 12.01 every oh. Thursday now. There you go, Joanna. You That's called right. the Corey hotline, and we listened. And you, you know what? And it was because your call was the one that melted the Garfield phone that I have to respond. <laughs> and that is my it did melt it. duty. The one that melts the phone is the one I respond to, and this is the one. So you said duty. So I'm gonna, yep, I'm gonna duty. I'm gonna take care of that, and I'm gonna while I'm getting another Garfield phone. So yeah, it's gonna be good. Yeah. Well, you know, if you want to save a little money, you can get the Heathcliff phone. <laughs> but you're I mean, rich. You're rich. Dude, we're you're not. A, we're not a Heathcliff to... family here. You don't need to, I mean, don't need to stoop to that. Come you're on, rich. dude. You're Give me a gold. break. You don't need that. I am okay. a Heathcliff guy. All right, Heathcliff. Like, not even. Let's... I'm. I'm not Heathcliff guy. I'm. Uh, you remember the the junkyard? I don't remember his name, but like the junkyard cat that that uh, like was part of the Heathcliff show. He like lived in a junkyard. Yeah. And he was total trash. Bill Cosby. It wasn't. No, that it's not Fat Albert. Heathcliff it's, it's a, Huxtable. No, what was his name? It was like Tomcat. No, yeah, it was like Rascal or something like that. But like uh, the the Heathcliff the Heathcliff cartoon, it was okay. cut between Heathcliff and also this other like group of cats that lived in a junkyard who I were remember. just trashy. They and, ate uh, a lot of fish bones. Right, but what was his name? He was like Riff Raff, Riff Raff. I, I'm almost hundred percent sure that it was Riff Raff. I'm pretty sure. I am Riff Raff. Right. I am okay. Riff Raff. You, you are, you are Riff Raff. Garfield. Getting okay. lasagna fed to you, even though you're sure. a cat. I'm Riff Raff living off the fish bones. Fair enough. Yep. I hope that we can uh, bridge this gap between us, this rainbow bridge, uh, one day. Maybe if you stop smashing pumpkins. You know? <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Maybe. You said it. Smashing pumpkins. Yeah. Uh, I'll never do that. I'll never stop. I am what I am. Please follow us at John. <laughs> Check us out every Thursday, chrisandjohnwayne.com for uh, your listening pleasures. And we also have a YouTube channel, Vital Social Issues and Stuff, Chris and John Wayne. Um, you can follow me at John Wayne is Dead, uh, at Pumpkin Smasher 69420 slash Angel Fire slash GeoCity slash 69. Um, and you can also find Chris. Uh, where can we find you, Chris? At uh, at at uh, I Chris Agree, hashtag I Chris Agree, 
at chrisagree.com at chrisagree uh you know the the movie series and uh chrisagree the um the sauce you can also find me at john wayne is a douchebag uh and likes douchebag movies made by douchebags.com i'm looking forward to your next book yes it's called (laughs) your douchebag douchebag comes out today <laughs> i can't wait i cannot wait till we have the pokai po- mobile and we're just either. taking this show town to town and yep. just really then we're gonna see where the rubber meets the road mister really <laughs> that's right mister mister man i really think we are and uh i i as always i've enjoyed it so A- absolutely absolutely and uh, thank you all for listening and uh, for checking thank it out. Thank you all. We hope you're having a great Halloween season. We hope that you're dressing up. We hope you. that you're filling the candy bowl and that you're carving pumpkins so some asshole can smash them. Mm-hmm. Because you don't need to have them after Halloween. Well, why? Oh, no. Why, would you, why would, wouldn't you want someone to completely wreck something that you made with love and make, give you a big mess to clean up? Who wouldn't want that? That's what makes the, hol- the, the holiday so special. Yeah, exactly. Who would want that when you could just watch the thing that you created with love die slowly in front of you and become a pile of mush that then you no. have to pick up and throw into a dumpster when you yeah. can just see that there's keep, a bunch of keep on trying to do and somebody it. else the garbage truck comes by picks it up you don't have to do shit about it and and then you've learned a lesson about love and loss. Yeah, so go ahead and write in uh, call the Corey Hotline and tell me how much you love when someone smashes something you own. Uh, no matter what it is, when someone smashes something you own, don't you love that? Don't it's you just pumpkin, love you that? Goddamn son of a bitch. Don't you just love that? Isn't oh, that don't you just love somebody that follows the rules all the time and is so cool? No. You're a safety patrol no. motherfucker. You can break the rules all you want, but when you hurt innocent people, I draw the line. Nobody was hurt in the filming of this episode. Yeah. Well, you're the Joker to my Batman because I will beat the living shit out of you if you try to pull that. Well, I mean, uh, I guess they are superstitious and cowardly lots. (laughs) At least he admits it, folks. At least he admits it. He's a coward. (laughs) Anyone who smashes pumpkins is a coward and a douchebag who watches. I am the knight. I am the pumpkin smasher. Uh, didn't I just I say vengeance. Didn't I just say on the last episode that one of my favorite childhood books is called The Pumpkin Smasher and it's about how they thwarted a pumpkin smasher? That's literally what it's about. And I you, forgot. sir, are a villain and I will take you down this Halloween. Yeah, but here's the thing that like I also like I I had sent uh I wrote a blog about what, what an I asshole you are. What I said about you commenting on like how you had wrote the blog about Pumpkin Smasher. Mm. And then the lady that wrote it was like, oh, my goodness, I'm so turned on by this. And don't, she's not. Don't, don't do it. Don't do it. Don't, says, do, don't do this. Don't said, do this. Come don't do and this. smash my don't pumpkin. Don't do this. Don't do this. Don't. It's not funny. Don't no. do it. Don't do it. So we have to go now. We do have to go. Don't. No. Don't. Don't. Try to put your stink on it, all right? I have no stink on anything, and I have no stink in the game. You have no class. That's what you have none of. You it's are a, a person. It's on, it's on. 
of very little quality. It's on my so. driver's license. Corrective lenses. No be. class. All right, John Boy. Good and night, I don't John Boy. License, dude. Good night, John Boy. Okay, it's John Wayne Boy, but also <laughs> good night, good night, Ma. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. All right. I love you. Bye. Love you.